Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Okay, we, uh, who do I have? Brian with me tonight? Yes, Brian. Okay, hey, Brian, we're going to, yeah, this is Mike. We're going to test the show real quick, all right? All right. First segment is, uh, second here. First segment is 701, second segment is 714. Here we go, on three, one, two, three. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coaching Show, brought to you by Access Sport. Access Sport, okay, on Highway 77 and 5. How's that? That sounds good. Okay, good. What do we have? How long? Two minutes. Two minutes? Okay, talk to me, because I'm writing, trying to write the starters down for uh, Sherryland. Just tell me when we've got about a minute left. One seventy-three, right side, right side is seventy-one. Right tackle seventy-three. Two twenty-one receivers eight and fifteen. Got him. Left side, it's like seventy-two and seventy. Seventy-two, seventy. Seventy-two. Seventy. Fifty-one. On top, 12, 12, and something. You can see the other one. 12, I got him already. 13, maybe? 13, a wideout? Yes. One minute. Okay. 51. Keep talking. I'm just writing. David Cantu. Seventy, Joaquin Avia. O A Q U I E. Thirty seconds. Avila. Seventy-one, Pablo Salinas. Got 10 seconds now. Gotcha. Perfect. 72, Adolfo Trevino. All right, five seconds. Five, four, three, two. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coaching Show brought to you by Access Ford. Access Ford, located on Highway 77 and Five Points. All you have to do is look for those two giant flags, and we'll take you right there. Access Ford, Lincoln, proud sponsors. Of show, 
right there in five points. Going by, look at that F-150, F-250. How about that Ford Edge, Ford Mustang? How about a Lincoln? That's right. Access Ford, proud sponsors of our coaches show, coming to you live from Hollywood Stadium in Kingsville, the area around where the Carolina Rockets are about to take on the Sherryland Rattlers. They had a team with the Rockets played last year. But before we get too far into tonight's game, we've got Coach Don here. Coach, welcome to the show. It's beautiful Friday night, fall weather. Kingsville had a little bit of drizzle, but uh, artificial surface here is not going to be a problem. The turf looks nice. Before we get into tonight's game, last week you took on Medina Valley, a team that's been no stranger to the Walker, but always been a very tough opponent. Really just completely dominated that game. Gave up six points late in the fourth quarter. You come away with a 41-6 win at home. Very impressive win for the uh, Carolina Wildcats. Well, it was good getting Gates back, and when we got Gates back, we were able to put uh, Robbie back out wide receiver. You know, he, he demands double coverage a lot of times. That opened up other receivers, and right off the bat, we hit them with 21 points real quick before they knew it. And uh, then we kind of lost our intensity there for a while. We didn't score again the rest of the half. Kind of kind of upset me that we, we let down so much. Then we came back out second half pretty well. 20 points in the second half, but you did mention in the second quarter a couple of uh, – the timing was off a little bit. I remember a wide receiver motioning across the line of scrimmage. Uh, ball was snapped, hit him. Uh, again, maybe just that 21-point lead got a, a little lackadaisical, but they were able to regain focus. 465 total yards, Coach. Very balanced, 234 yards uh, passing and 231 yards rushing. Very balanced attack on the Wildcats. It was. And that's what we're going to need to do tonight. We're going to need to throw the ball well. We're going to need to, to run it uh, equally as well. So, you know, they are a team that blitzes a lot of people and, very complicated defense, but uh, let's not talk about them right now. Let's enjoy last week right now for a few minutes. Well, you talked about Gage Lamb coming back. Here's a quarterback that went out uh, against Flower Bluff. He missed uh, not only the Flower Bluff, the majority of the Flower Bluff game, uh, missed Victoria, got the bye week, and he comes back and doesn't look like he missed the beat. He was fresh, looked strong. Boy, was he driving his legs. And he's a really quick coach. 8 for 1,592 yards passing, two touchdowns through the air. But then also 13 carries for 103 yards, eight, uh, almost eight yards per carry in Russian. So here's a kid that uh, I was thinking maybe coming in a little rusty. Uh, but I tell you what, you threw him in the mix right away, and boy, did he come through for his time on Wildcats and just really showed some great leadership taking those Wildcats down to the end zone. Well, he uh, worked out all week, so we were, we were in good shape there. You know, we, we watched him, we saw that, you know, he didn't, he didn't miss a beat. And we knew, we knew when he went out there Friday night, he was – going to pick up just where he left off. And so that was a good, good sign. We, we, he looked healthy, really ran well in practice and everything, threw the ball well. So we figured we were going to be all right. Talked about Nathan Robbie going back to the uh, wideout spot. Nathan finishes off with six catches, 123 yards, over 20 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Then Phil Hobbs, two catches for 98 yards, one touchdown. So the wide receivers had a nice job, uh, did a nice job, uh, not only being wide open, but uh, making some nice catches and then going downfield. Yeah, they did. We had a good night going. And, uh, we saw the way they were trying to play our, our play uh, action stuff, and we were able to pop some big ones on them. And, uh, you know, we, we felt like the running game, you know, complemented the passing game, and the passing game opened up the running game. So it was a combination of both. Well, Coach, I think you your defense again. We talked about the defense. Ryder Duff, great job. You also had some key interceptions by your defense. Uh, Kalani, Bada, Forrest, Chris. I mean, these kids just continue to come up big. Your front line. And, again, we, we always you know, talk about the kids getting the end zone. But your front line, again, not only offensively and defensively, really held up the line of scrimmage and took over that game on both sides of the ball. Defense did a great job. But you've got to give credit to that offensive line as well. 
our, both our defensive front and offensive front had a good game. You know, they played well. Our defensive front is not, not the most impressive when you look at them. But, boy, they play well, they play hard, and they play with good technique. And, and they got good quickness. So, you know, that, that's the main thing. And then our linebackers are sound behind them. And then our secondary has done a good, done a good job covering and taking advantage of interceptions and things. So we played well the whole year defensively. Offensively, we've done the same thing, but times we kind of let down. We need to we need to be more consistent to get in the playoffs. Young sophomore, you talked about your linebackers, Ryder Duff, uh, Reese Barrett. Early on, your young sophomore uh, defensive end, uh, Broughton, was uh, a little banged up, starting to get healthy. He had a big night, two uh, uh, sacks, one of them first fumble, and uh, recovered another fumble. So great game for the young sophomore. Oh, he had a good game. He had tackles for loss. He had quarterback sacks. He had calls, fumbles. He did a little bit of everything. When we handed out our decals today at the pep rally, I bet you I called his name out six different times for something he did well. And he's got to play that well again tonight. Coach Medina Valley was a tough opponent. They came into town and walked away with a 41-6 loss. They finished off their season 7-4. You improved the 92. Moving on to the area round tonight against the uh, Sherryland Rattlers, a tough matchup here in uh, – in Havelina Stadium. We talked about last week before we ended the show real quick. We just want to summarize. You had mentioned that when you looked at your contract, it wasn't finalized. Was it, uh, were you able to get in touch with the coach from uh, Sherryland, or did we have to reflip and tell us the scenario? Well, he didn't have it on his as a home neutral, and I didn't have it on ours as a home neutral, so we flipped again. And I won the flip, so we're playing at Havelina Stadium. They put up uh, PSJA, which is Par San Juan Alamo. And we won the flip, so we're two for two right now. Actually, three for three if we end up playing champions next week. We'll play them in Corpus. Party champion. If we, uh, so there you go. There's a setup. If we are successful, next week is Thanksgiving Day weekend. So the Wildcats win tonight. Flip has already taken place with Bernie Champion. That will be at Buck Stadium or here at home. Probably at Cabinets. Cabinets, yeah. There you go, Coach Downer here out there winning the flips. Hopefully we got a big game watching up. Uh, we're getting ready for tonight's match. If you listen to the Coach's Show, we'll be back, Coach, with the second half of our Coach's Show. Brought to you by Axis Ford, located right here on Highway 77 and Five Points. All you got to do is look for those two giant flags that bring you right here to the Axis Ford Lincoln dealership. Come on by. Make that short drive. Don't need to go into town. 15 minutes from downtown, 17 minutes from Crosstown, 19 minutes from the mall. Axis Ford, proud sponsors of the Coach's Show. We'll be back with more Wildcat football. On 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute, one minute. One minute. I don't know how many games are going on around the area, Brian, but we'll be sending it to you for updates like we always do. All right, sounds good. Ten seconds. Five seconds.
Gotcha. All right, welcome back to the second half of our coaches show, brought to you by Access Ford and Lincoln, located right there on Highway 77 and Five Points. Give them a call, 265-FORD, 265-FORD. Proud sponsor of the coaches show. No need to make that drive out of town. 15 minutes from downtown, 17 minutes from Crosstown, 19 minutes from the mall. That's right, Access Ford and Lincoln, located right there in Five Points. Great sponsors and have been a proud supporter of the uh, not only the Wildcat uh, athletic program, but the whole school district in general. Just want to give a shout-out to your access board for supporting the Wildcats. We are coming to you live from Havelina Stadium in Kingsville. As we've been doing the show, Coach, a little bit of sprinkles, uh, sprinkles have been coming down, but shouldn't be a factor tonight. No, it shouldn't. I think it's supposed to be clear. Until about 9 o'clock, I think, we might get a shower later in the evening. But right now, I'm surprised it was even sprinkling like it was. But, uh, you know, both teams got to play in it, so there's nothing you can do about it. 48 minutes on that clock. We are winning moves on to the next round. Loser, unfortunately, uh, starts getting ready for next season. An opponent that we played last year, Coach, right here at home. Last year they came in with an 11-0 record. This year, 7-4. It's Coach Ron Adami brings his uh, Rattlers in the town. They come out of District uh, 31-5. Last week they took on Mercedes 45-35 their win. They do have uh, uh, four losses. Two of them came early in the season, two in district play. But uh, here's a team that uh, works at spread offense, and they've actually gotten pretty good at it. they got a good quarterback in uh, Manny Campos. Going over 1,200 yards this season, nine uh, uh, through the air, but he's also a threat to run the ball. Oh, he, he's got great speed. You know, they uh, it didn't surprise me to pick him a bottle to jail because they lost 47 seniors on last year's team. They're very heavily uh, with the senior team last year, and they got quite a few seniors this year. But uh, no, it, I knew when they had to replace as many kids as they had to replace that it was going to be, you know, a slow start for them, and it was. They lost too early, and then they got it together the last part of the season. So they're playing, you know, at postseason, you know, uh, what would you say, postseason form right now, because they've kind of jailed, and they're, they're playing real well. I, I just got to back up a little bit, Coach. Comments you just made, you said they lost 47 seniors. How many players do you have on your team, Coach? Usually you carry about 42. Like sophomores, juniors, and seniors. But 47 seniors, you got to understand Last year when we played them, they had opened a new school. They were 6A, a pretty large 6A. And they opened up a new school, which was Pioneer. But those kids who had already started at Sherryland got to stay. So that group was probably sophomores when they opened up Pioneer. So they stayed their junior year and their senior year. And this is probably a senior group, the last senior group that went through school there. And then, then after that, there will probably be the people in their attendance and the pioneer kids in their attendance. Still a large, large class of seniors. I think uh, most time average for the uh, Wildcats, 12 to 15 seniors. Uh, even on a, on a big year, you don't normally have more than 15 graduating seniors that stick with the program. Uh, the kids that continue to work hard come through the program and, and become seniors. But that just uh, shows you the difference in numbers. And I always bring that up because earlier today, Coach, the UIL released their numbers for uh, next year's realignment. Uh, the 1,200 or 1,100 is the bottom number, but it goes up to almost 2,150. So uh, it's going to be a huge district. A lot of the schools in Corpus now will be 5A. I don't want to get too far into that, but this shows you the difference in numbers. I always go back to the state championship game when we played Hebrew. They had 2,500 kids on the scoreboard, and we showed 12. That's right. Actually, when we played, we had 1,158. And uh, 1,158 kids in school. 
how they were playing in small schools. How big were the other schools? Community. And Manville the same way. They had 2,300 and something. I think we had 1,210. We turned in 1,260. We had 160 kids above the bottom. And TM is probably 50 to about 50 or 60 kids lower than we are. That's right at 1,200. So, you know, we're, we'll be two of the smallest schools in 5A. But, you know, we, the superintendents, which is strange, superintendents voted to split the 5A into small districts and large districts, two different divisions. And it passed by over 60%, but UIL ignored it and said, no, we're not going to do it this year. So now, you know, we're, we're facing next year, and I'm not making excuses, but, but if we get thrown in there with the uh, schools and fire blood, we, I think Victor, uh, uh, excuse me, Miller is the only one comparable in enrollment. The rest of them are 17, 18, 19, 20. Some of them might be pushing 2,000. Well, you know, like, you go play every week. If people have a lot more depth than you, you just can't afford to get in by third when you got 1,200 kids. Exactly right, folks. But a testament to the program. 31 years in the playoffs. You continue to do it. The numbers have dwindled, but the kids come out and perform. You're in the area round again tonight. I want to get back on on Sherry Lamb, but uh, talk a little bit about uh, tonight. Lamb last week had a full week of practice, came back, looked sharp. Uh, we did have a couple of plays banged up last week. How are we looking this week as far as injuries? Oh, we got some that are banged up that they're going to play. I just hope they're healthy, healthy enough to play well because that's, that's where the real key is some key players. I'm not going to mention them, but they are key players for us. And, uh, but they're going to play. We're not going to have any excuses. Our, when you get someone hurt, someone's got to be able to step up and step in there. You're just as strong as your weakest link. So, you know, that's uh, we got to tell our JV and backup on the varsity, you know, you got to work like you're a starter every day. One play away from getting in the game. Coach Beth elects you tonight against the Sherryland Rattlers. We did so. We just talked about it. If the Wildcats uh, win tonight, we may win tonight. And if uh, Bernie Champion can pull off a victory in their matchup against Georgetown, that game will be next week in Corpus Christi. Cabinetsville is the location we're looking at. If it is Georgetown that's successful, we could be looking at Alamo Stadium in San Antonio. Is that correct? We'll play somewhere in San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, it, there's not a, that's the most neutral spot for Georgetown and us is to play in San Antonio. So we'll, we'll try to find a stadium. Right now, it looks like maybe Alamo. There you go. That's Coach Brennan on our coach show. Coach, best of luck tonight. Let's go out there, get a win, and get out of this injury free. That sounds like a winner. Let's go do that. All right. That's Coach Brennan on our coach show. Brought to you by Access Forge. And Lincoln, located right there on Highway 77 and Five Points. All you got to do is make that short drive. Look for the two giant cars. going to take you right there to Access Ford. Proud sponsors of the Coach's Show. Give me a call, 265-FORD, 265-FORD. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Okay, yeah, we are, what do we got, a minute? Yeah, uh, we got 30 seconds now. 30 seconds, okay, cool, cool. We are just about ready here. Hey, Mike, what's the radio station, 1360? No, 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 the, the, uh, the Cat, internet. Cat's Eye Radio? And then there's a direct call-in number, 2724-898-7823.
Ten seconds. Here you go. Five seconds. All right, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show coming to you live from Havelina Stadium. Primetime crew coming at you from the home side of uh, Havelina Stadium, about 25 rows up on Mike Goyle, alongside Coach Ryan Duke, our statistician, is Coach Mike Brotherton to our far left, and our producer back home helping us out tonight is Brian Katana coming to you on a Friday night. Coach Duke, area round of the playoffs. Here we are in Kingsville taking on Sherryland, an opponent we played last year. Yeah, just like you said, I think we saw last year, uh, the kids were pumping up down there. And, uh, in the pregame, they were getting a little rowdy. Had to get Coach Danner in there to settle them down just a little bit, told them they can't win the, can't win the game in the, in the pregame. So, you know, they're, they're ready for this, this opponent. We, we watched a lot of film this week. We know a lot of stuff they're going to try to come at us with and uh, just trying to get the ball rolling here early. Coach Adamy brings in the uh, Rattlers with a 7-4 and four record. Uh, they were at a District 31 in the Valley. Last week, they took on Mercedes to advance into this round. So they do come in with a 7-4 and four record. Your Wildcats last week took on Medina Valley, coming up with a 41-6 victory as Gage Slam came back and led the Wildcats to an impressive victory, giving up only the six points uh, the defense allowed late in the fourth quarter. It was a pass play uh, that went over the uh, secondary. There was substitute players at that point, but uh, whatever the case, as Coach Danaher said, you're only one play away from getting in the game. But uh, an impressive win last week. Uh, Ryan, very balanced between passing and, uh, passing and rushing. Uh, something that you have to have in these playoffs to be able to do both things, and they did both things well last week. It was good to see, you know, it was good to see Gage come back in and play the way he did. He, you know, he had about 100 yards rushing in the first half, threw the ball really well. And, uh, you know, I was just talking to him before the game. I always get a little pep talk, just uh, being a quarterback, you know, I want to be in, be in his ear a little bit. And I just saw him do the same thing he did last week, just go and uh, play fearless. You know, don't hesitate, just get, look at your read and uh, go for it. There you go. As we are coming to you live from Kingsville, listening to the first Victoria Bank pregame show. You can also listen to us on uh, Cat Tire Radio. That's right. You can tune us in. I'd like to thank Tiffany's Dance Studio for helping us out tonight on our internet broadcast. Tiffany's Dance Studio, uh, right there in Five Points, uh, offers classes for beginning students to advance in a wide variety of dance styles. They offer exclusive Twinkle Star dance programs, ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, acro competition teams, and more. Tiffany's Dance Studio provides top notch teachers. Educate each dancer in a comfortable, positive environment. That's right. Tiffany's Dance Studio, proud sponsors of our broadcast tonight. You can tune us in at www.catsiradio.com. We'll be back with more of the First Victoria Bank pregame show right here on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute, one minute. Did you say the running back name Tornero or Tornetto? Which one? Uh, 21. 21. I would say uh, Tornero, 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 Sergio Tornero. Tornero, good enough name. Tornero. Yep, Tornero. Can you see that? Move it over a little bit. Yeah, you just choose the offensive one. Yeah, that'd be great. Once I call it, I really don't look at it again. Yeah. But if you want, you can call the office out. I want to keep it by you. I'll do the offense for Wildcats, and you, do, or you want me to do it vice versa? You do. I mean, you do it. You, you've been doing it. So just, I'll do the captains every man we do. Okay. Because you always announce them, and I just come in behind you. So that's fine. <clears throat> Ten seconds. What is it? Ten. Got five seconds now. Gotcha.
All right, welcome back to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show, coming to you live from Javelina Stadium, home of the uh, Texas A&M Kingsville Javelinas. Uh, they have done quite a bit of improvements here to the field. It's a AstroTurf field. Wildcats are the home team tonight. They line up, uh, I guess we call this, what, the uh, east side of the stadium, the uh, north end zone to our right-hand side, the south end zone to our left. Sherryland is the visiting team. They are across the field from us. And not the crowd we had last year here at the stadium. The Wildcats do come in with their home uniforms, maroon shirts, maroon pants, white headgear with a maroon logo across the uh, helmet. Uh, Sherryland has yet to make their way out of the locker room to our left-hand side, uh, so we wait for them to make their way on the field. The Wildcats coming into their alma mater. They did bring up the uh, JV squad and five or six freshmen, I believe is what uh, Coach Duke said, six freshmen. Six of them, yes, sir. So there you go as they make their way onto the field. Area round of the playoffs, uh, we did get uh, Coach Danaher talked about. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we are on the bottom half of the bracket, 5A, Class uh, class 5A Division II playoffs. Uh, right above the bracket, we have Georgetown taking on Bernie uh, champion tonight in their matchup. The winner of tonight's game uh, between Bernie champion and uh, Georgetown, if, you know, Cal Allen can pull out a victory tonight, if it's Bernie – that game will take place in Corpus. Uh, Coach Tanner mentioned maybe Cavanaugh's Field is what we're thinking right now. If it's Georgetown, then you would be looking at a neutral site in San Antonio, possibly Alamo Stadium. Cal Alamo hasn't played in Alamo Stadium, uh, Coach Duke, since 1985. So it's been a long time. But, uh, some of the other venues are taken, Heroes, uh, Northside, uh, Alamo, uh, the Alamo Dome. But don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but that is the playoff matchup. Coach Tanner winning the flip for tonight's matchup as uh, we are playing here in Kingsville, only a 30-minute drive. Nice uh, advantage for the Wildcat team. Getting down on the field, I was talking to Coach Shamus there for a minute. Back to the last time I played here, they had grass. They, they, they uh, updated the scoreboard a little bit. I think they even did some improvements to the stands. It actually feels like a you know like a, a nice stadium going on here. So, like you said, just being short down the down the street right there, about 30 minutes. So, good a uh, good feel here. Like you're saying, our home crowd came up to came out the party tonight. We yeah. got a big got a big crowd on our side. They are supporting the Wildcats for sure. Maroon and uh white right in front of us across the field. Uh, Sherry Land is red, white and silver. Again, we are waiting for them. They are now making their way uh, onto the field. Their field house is to the left hand side, the uh, gym side of the uh the uh, I guess we'd say the uh, school campus and they are wearing their white shirts with white pants. Uh, maroon, I'm sorry, red numerals. I'm trying to get the headgear. Is that red? Is there... Silver with a like a odd red stripe on the front. There you That's go. Really there big you. on the front. Yeah. Our cameraman focusing in. I'd like to thank him for helping us out. It is a silver helmet with kind of a red streak down the middle. They are the Rattlers, as you heard Coach Danner. They actually split the school up down in Sherryland. Now you have Sherryland Rattlers and then Pioneers. So two different schools now in that uh, area that make up two school uh, two different schools. Wait for them to make their way onto the field, uh, Coach Duke. Uh, Wildcats, uh, you heard Danaher talk about a couple of injuries, but the, those players will be uh, on the field tonight. Uh, you know, Wildcats coming in with a 9-2 and two record. Their only loss was the uh, non-district matchup against Kerrville Tyree, currently ranked number six. And, again, the uh, loss where uh, Lamb got hurt against Flower Bluff, though uh, Mercedes coming in with four losses in the season. I'm sorry, Sherry Lamb. Sure, yeah, I was just looking at the uh, schedule here. They opened up against McCallum Memorial and ended up losing that game 42-18. to 18. Open, up the, open up the year, and then they played United and ended up losing 55-35 to 35 in that game and pulled off a couple wins and got another tough loss to Baylor. They ended up losing 48-47 to 47 on that one. That was just a one-point ball game. Like you said, ended up taking, taking on Mercedes last week in the first round of the playoffs, and they're ahead early. We gave up some points late right there. Ended up uh, finishing that one 
45 to 35 coming in with a seven and four record finished uh, four and two in their district. And you know, Mike, I was just we we're looking at their at the tape like I was telling you earlier, and they do a lot of things on defense. They're gonna they're gonna come at you. There's a multiple multiple good packages they come out. There's, I'm gonna tell you right now. They're probably gonna bring one or two linebackers every play try to mess up our uh, our coverage. And again, last year they did the same thing to us. It didn't look like uh, you know we weren't all prepared for the blitzes they came out with just because there's a variety of them. And uh, this year we, we did a really good job in practice getting after those after those blitz packages, trying to pick everything up. And we got a good game plan going up. And you know, just like just like every week, uh, Coach Campbell over there on the defense got a pretty good plan as well. We do look forward to the uh, game plan tonight from Coach Campbell. As the uh, national anthem is being played, we're going to take a break right here on the first Victoria Bank pregame show. You're listening to Wildcat Football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. It already took place. Ten seconds. Five seconds. All right, welcome back to the uh, first Victoria Bank pregame show. As we are coming to you live from Havelina Stadium, the uh, Canala Wildcats just made their way through their run through to our right hand side. The uh, Rattlers are lined up in the end zone to the uh, left hand side, the uh, south end zone, as we get ready for tonight's matchup. We wait for the uh, captains to come out to the middle of the field, uh, Coach Duke, but we are in the area round. Uh, 48 minutes will be put on this clock. The winner will advance to the next round. Unfortunately, the um, a team that's not successful starts their offseason program tomorrow. A lot of these uh, seniors wanting to continue uh, their season, but for, uh, for some of them tonight will be their last uh, uh, high school playoff or high school football game. It means a lot to both teams, especially playing last year, us, uh, us coming out with the, the loss on that one. So these kids are ready to play. They've been, they've been hearing it all week, how, uh, how they came in and got kind of embarrassed last year. You know, they've been, been practicing real hard. It's a good three days of practice. Everything looks pretty crisp, looks pretty clean. So they're ready to go, ready to roll, and, I don't know about you, Ryan. Yeah, I tell you what, we are fired up. Beautiful night here in Havelina Stadium here in Kingsville, Texas, 30 miles south of uh, Five Points. Temperatures at 72 degrees currently. Wind blowing out of the northeast at 4 miles per hour, gusting up to 9 miles per hour. The uh, flag to our right-hand side just barely whipping in the wind, not much wind at all. As we wait for the captains uh, from uh, Sherryland across the field, the Wildcat captains are lining up as well. Uh, we wait for them to, to be lined up. We'll give you the captains here shortly as they start to line up for the uh, Rattlers. For the uh, Rattlers, we have number, uh, looks like, give me a second here, 15 is uh, Seth Carter, number 21, Sergio Tornero, number 32 is Dylan Salinas, and number 90 is Beto Ruiz. Looks like they're starting to 
to get out here in front. Looks like we got number 32, Ryder Duff, number 35, Reese Barrett, number 10, Nathan Robbie, and number 73 to round out the captains for the Cowboy Walkout. That is Muneev Ula. There you go. Those are your captains for tonight. Both uh, teams making their way to the middle of the field. The officials tonight have been mutually agreed upon by both uh, head coaches. You have a video scoreboard to the uh, right-hand side of us. Again, lots of improvements have taken place here at Hobbling the Stadium. Yeah, Mike, they got signs everywhere. I didn't know that. They had it said something like 34 conference championships, something like that, seven national championships around here. So they've been doing some, some good work over here. Like you said, got some improvements to the field. The turf out there is it's really nice. It's a, it's a shorter turf, but unlike ours, and ours is a little bit longer. and It's like a little bit of a, a matted hair a little bit. But this one down here is real, real short. Uh, You're going to be playing quick tonight. There you go, and it is, and this is a program that is very rich in tradition. Uh, they're trying to rebuild their program. We've had some of the great lights, of, you know, I guess one of the, the, the most, uh, I would say the most famed uh, collegiate player to come out of here is Daryl Green, who's now in the Hall of Fame. Also had Gene Upshaw, who was uh, not only the, uh, you know, a, a great football player, but also was the uh, president of the Players Union. So you've had some outstanding uh, athletes come out of this program here, but uh, the one that stands out for me definitely has got to be uh, Daryl Green. Coach Brotherton could probably help us out. Uh, Coach, who else do you uh, – <laughs> you go, Coach Brotherton, pointing at himself. <laughs> probably one of the all-time great kickers in the uh, Avalina history. But, um, you know, there's been some great, uh, you know, athletes that come out of this program. And, uh, you know, Heath Sherman, uh, Johnny Bailey, who uh, a long time was one of the uh, – had the national record for the uh, most yards uh, for Division Two. But, again, just so many athletes that have come out. Ron Rivera. I believe it's one of the linemen now for uh, for the uh, Chicago Bears. And McKinney was a uh, safety for the uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. And the list just goes on and on of the talent that's come out of this program. Wait for the coin flip. The uh, official has just made the coin flip, uh, looking at both teams, looking over at the Kel Allen side. It looks like uh, he is talking to Ryder Duck, number 32. And uh, Kel Allen has won the toss. Uh, talking to Coach, I'm sorry, Duff. They have deferred to the second half, so the defense will start the game. Now it's a matter of what side the Rattlers will want to take possession of the ball. They will receive to the end zone to our left-hand side. That is the south end zone. Wildcats will defend the north end zone. You're listening to the first Victoria Bank pregame show. We'll be back with the opening kickoff right here on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute, one minute. All right, one minute. Casey Schick's an interview on MVP over here, too. You what? Casey Schick. He's an alumni over here. <laughs> Is he? Ten seconds. Five seconds. Gotcha. Who do we got back deep to receive? Yes, sir. Thirteen. All right, welcome back. As we are ready for the opening kickoff, we have back deep to receive for the uh, Havelina. I'm sorry, for the uh, Rattlers, number eight, Edgar Alanis. 
And it uh, looks like number 15 is Seth Carter. Kicking off for the Wildcats is number 87, Trent Wilson. He'll tee it up at the 40-yard line as we are set for the area round. Kick is up. It is going to bounce at the 22. Got to take his stop and bounce. Now going to be returned by number 8. Cutting across the field. Still on his feet. And he'll finally be brought down by the uh, linebacker, number 9. Uh, that's Bert Gomez. Red Gomez on the tackle. <clears throat> yeah, not a, not a, not Wilson's best kick right there. Looks like he got off the side of his foot a little bit. Like you said, bounced about the uh, 25-yard line. Lawrence Mann had his first had the first shot at him right there. Went at his feet and he uh, ended up breaking the tackle. But Gomez did a good job staying in his lane, coming up and making that tackle. Ball resting on the 19-yard line. First down at 10 for the Rattlers. They do come out with a spread formation. Trips to the near side. Single wide out split up top. Running back number 21 stands to the right of uh, the quarterback. He's going to keep it coming around the near side, and he's going to be hit, and he's going to be hit hard by number 34, Carter Hewardine, putting a hit on the quarterback number two, Manny Campos. Yeah, Campos is going to be their main guy tonight. He, uh, he throws the ball. He runs the ball a lot. I think he's going to be one of their leading, leading wrestlers tonight. He's going to get the ball a lot. The entire offense rolls through him, so they're going to spread it out a little bit on us and see what he can do with the ball. Second down after a gain, we'll call it four yards on the play. Second down and six. Capos dropping it off into the flat, and this one will go incomplete. It'll bring up third down and six for the Rattlers. Another thing we're going to see all night, Mike, they love running screens, those quick screens, a little, little OSHA screen right there is what we call it. Just the inside receiver running a little bubble route right there. They'll come with the outside receiver coming back in. Their linemen are going to be running all over the field too, so they're going to come out, hit us with a couple screens here early, then try to get, get the ball down the field late. Third down and six. Alcat Devens trying to come up with a stop. Coppola's rolling to his left. Now launching it downfield. A little bit of separation by the receiver. He gets away with it. And it's going to be brought down inside the 20. But the receiver right there before the play, Duke, you can see where he extended his arm on the cornerback uh, and no call against the offensive player. They got away with a little push, Mike. Definitely uh, was running right there, step for step. We were down was with him. And. Right there at the end, just kind of pushed him away. Just like I said, they kind of do that little fake screen right there and then went over the top right there. But like you said, he kind of got away with one right there on that late push-off. Again, pass to the FR flat, quick pass, and it's going to be a short game, maybe three yards. So not much of a uh, gain on the play. We'll call it, um, oh, I don't know, about a three-yard game. We'll call it second down to seven. Playing into their game plan, Mike, throwing that little quick screen out to the left. Don't, uh, don't be surprised if we say that about three about three or four more times each drive, so they're going to keep coming at us with it. Quarterback Capels hounds out to number 15. I believe that's Carter, the uh, backup quarterback, Seth Carter. And Carter's going to be met in the backfield by number one, John Gaddis. No room on the uh, play for the uh, great defensive play call there by Coach Stanley. We just had a blitz off, the, off that left side. As soon as we saw the motion go to the top side there, we uh, brought a guy off the edge right there, and he was right there in the backfield to meet him, so. Good defensive play call, good heads-up play by the by the uh, outside linebacker there. Third down and long. Coppola's stepping up, rolling, trying to get away from the defense, and he's not going to do it. Nice play by that front line, 78. Monster Pice on the tackle for the uh, Wildcats, and it's going to bring up a fourth down and 11 for the uh, for the uh, Rattlers. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. Yeah, three receivers set to the near side right there. One of the guys just Stop short, trying to fake that little screen, trying to get us to fuck up right there. and Did a good job holding back and uh, staying on top of that route. Compost on the fourth down, rolling to his right, has pressure, steps away, not this time, jump, 
is going to take him down in the backfield and drives him into the turf. Great defensive pressure there by the Cats. He's taking that three or four guys in the backfield. He just uh, over the sprint out to the right side there. And, you know, Jeff did a great job getting, getting through the line, defeating those two blocks. Looks like he had two guys on the right side. Uh, I'm not blocking anybody right there. One of them had to pick up the linebacker. He just shot right through and made the, made the sack. And like you said, took him for a little ride, brought him back another uh, three or four yards to that sack. Well, you know, Campos didn't want to go down. He was fighting for that extra yard. The referees let the play continue. Duff finally had enough, just picked him up and pile drive him into the ground. I, I'm not mad at it. He's going to let the play go, help us out a little bit. going to set us up on about the 34-yard uh, line. So, not bad. So, still position here to set us up. Looks like we're going to come out in our power set. Reese Barrett in the backfield. Abe Lamb is your quarterback. He's going to line up under center. Ryder Duff forces across the line of scrimmage. Toss to uh, Barrett. Barrett trying to find some room, trying to get it on the outside. Face mask. And uh, you get two, not only the flag, but you get the hat come out as well. So a, a double deucer on the flags there by the line judge here in front of us. They have got us on a hold right here, Mike. We had some blockers out here in front. When Reese cut that back up, looks like one of our guys might have had a handful of jersey right there. And then, like you said, the late face mask is going to – hopefully it'll just null everything out or see what they're going to say here. We uh, wait for them to sort it out. Nine minutes, 33 seconds, opening quarter of the uh, this area matchup. The Wildcat defense gave up some yardage, but uh, came up with a big stop on fourth down, and now they take over first down and 10 at the 34-yard line. As the Coach Duke mentioned, Wildcats came out with a two-tight end set on the front line. Ryan Everett is your center, your guards Matt Cade and Nick Tovar, and your tackles are Logan Thomas and Carson Tips. Looks like both penalties are going to be against Sherryland. So uh, the first penalty was declined, and then the second penalty, which is the first to file face mask, was accepted to a 15-yard penalty against Sherryland. Coach did a smart thing there, like any coach would do, just uh, declining that five-yard penalty. It was an offside penalty right there on Sherryland. So declined the five-yard penalty, took the personal foul, set us up with the 15-yarder right there, going to put us on the 49-yard line of uh, Cal Allen. Yeah, gave me the front line. Jordan Garcia is the tight end. Ryder Duff is your wing back. In the backfield is A.J. Brown and Reese Barrett. That is your starting lineup for tonight here in the area round. Lamb turns around and it's Barrett. Barrett on the right side, lunging forward. Barrett driving his legs, and he's going to pick up about four yards in the play. We'll call it second down and six. Those in here saw something to play before right there. It looked like they only had about three or four guys on the, on the weak side of the line. This time we motioned across and just gave it back to the weak side right there and Barry did a good job putting his head down and picking up about four on first down. Age Lamb comes over to the sideline. He's uh, coming off that uh, sprained knee. Uh, had a great game last week. Had that great burst of speed. You got Nathan Robbie lined up as a tight end here on the left side, right on the line of scrimmage. Let's see if maybe at some point they don't take a shot at Robbie. There it is. Lamb bowling, dropping back, looking for his tight end, and this one. It's tipped up in the air by Reese Barrett. It looked like he was going for Garcia. Somehow that was maybe a little confusion there, dude. Three wide receivers within a five-yard area. I think that one was on Barrett, Mike. He was supposed to uh, just be a quick out right there. It was about a one- or two-yard route, and he looked like he pushed it up to about five. He, he got up into the, the backside route. They had the backside tight end run a little jag route, about six, seven yards. And I think Barrett just ran his route a little bit too too much up the field. He was wide open, so I think he got a little excited right there. and just uh, you know His route just, just led him up the field just a little bit too much there. Elijah Hawkins, number 22, checks in the game. He is in the backfield now with A.J. Brown. H. Lamb under center. you got two plays. Third down to pick up six yards. Defense comes hard. Top sweep to the left side. A.J. Brown stops on a dime, cuts back upfield, 
And he's going to pick up maybe three yards in the play. We'll see what the uh, penalty is, but it should be a five-yard penalty. Sherry Land's really aggressive on defense. Like I said in the pregame, they're going to bring a lot of blitzes on us like that, so we're going to have to change up the step count. And that time, it looked like we went on two, and as soon as they jumped the, jumped offside, we just had a free play. So we may have had a different play called right there, but as soon as he jumped offside, we went to the pitch play right there, tried to get around the left side. And, uh, not much doing, but like you said, it's going to be a little five-yard penalty. They're going to set us up with a third and short. So it will be against the Rattlers. And it's going to bring up a third down. We'll call it maybe a long yard. Lamb looks at the defense. Duff motions across the line of scrimmage. Hand off this time to Brown. Brown on the right side. Gets through the initial front line and needed one. And he's going to pick up about six yards on the play. Number 40, A.J. Brown, the freshman running back. Went back to our old power formation right there. Just went back to the uh, the old dive right there, bringing everybody to the right side and just uh, following the heavies up up in the front. And got a got a good surge right there. Picked up about six yards to get that that first down right there. You know, like it's uh, pretty interesting. The, the entire week we probably ran this this formation maybe for about ten minutes the, the entire week, and we come out with it here early. Pass sweep to the left side. That's uh, Brown again. Brown. Finding his way, stepping, following his blockers, and he's going to get inside the 30 to the 29-yard line, and he's about three yards short of the first down. That was one of my favorite plays back in high school, Mike. It's just a little toss sweep right there, and you, you toss the ball, and then you head out, and you're a lead blocker right there. Gage did a really good job going out there and cutting that outside linebacker right there, freeing up some space for Brown. Wildcats driving right to left, 7 minutes, 37 seconds. Opening drive for the Wildcats. We'll give you the defensive uh, lineup here shortly. Toss sweep again to Brown, right side. Brown cutting upfield, lunging forward inside the 25, and he'll have the first down. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's the same play right there to the other side. It's a toss sweep right there. Gabe getting on the outside. That time they uh, looked like they overloaded that, that right side, had some, some guys out there on the edge, and Brown did a good job cutting that up and picking up that first down. Defensively for the Rattlers. On the front line, they go with the uh, nose guard, uh, Jesus uh, Borden, and then you're uh, Tackles Roy Rodriguez and Beto Ruiz. Your defensive ends, Tyler Brigman and Fernando Aguiles. Your linebackers, Sorge Mendoza and Dylan Salinas. Allcats driving the power forward. Honestly, who's in the bottom. And again, that's A.J. Brown. Boy, Brown's driving that power back. Freshman's showing you a little bit of everything. You got him on the outside right there. He's making cuts and everything like that. And he comes back with the power play right there. And just dragging three or four defenders right there, pumping his legs, getting that. Getting about five or six yards after that first contact. So, showing you a little bit of everything here early, going with the uh, the toss sweep, the power inside, going to the backside right there, just hitting with everything in the book right now. Secondary for the Rattlers, Daniel Lyons is your corner, along with Andres Thomas, Jonathan Williams, and Brandon Garcia are your safeties. Lamb drops the ball on the ground. Smith snaps, didn't handle it from the beginning, and the Rattlers will get a gift. That was just uh, mishandled by the quarterback all the way, Ryan. That's just never really took that snap cleanly or something. I'm not sure what happened there, but a fumble by the Wildcat quarterback. Looked like he may have jumped the gun a little bit. That time we were going to go with the pitch play to the right side, and quarterbacks are taught to reverse out, meaning that you turn your backside to the hole right there, and the hole was on the right side. So, he, you know, he was just reversing out right there, and looked like he just kind of came out a little bit early right there, and the ball just slipped up in the air. And then looked like he had a chance to get on top of it. He just squirted it out right there, and looked like one of the – 
one of the defenders ended up jumping on that ball right before he could get back on it. First down and 10 for the Rattlers. Ball at the 25. Motion across the line of scrimmage. Now they'll hand it off to the running back. Lunging forward. He'll pick up five yards to the 30-yard line. That's number 21, Sergio Tornero on the carry. Tornado's not tornado. Tornado's not the biggest. <laughs> tornado's not the biggest kid in the world, but he's got some thick legs. I was down there on the field, and I always like to check out their quarterback and their their uh, their skill players. And he's he's not the biggest kid. He's about five seven, but he's got some legs on him, so he'll be able to push that pile a little bit. Campos driving, passing, and he steps up in the pocket, hits his uh, wide receiver Carter, and it's going to be close to a first down for the uh, Rattlers up to the 35. Montevice is in the backfield there. Mikey missed the quarterback by about a half a second right there. As soon as he got rid of that ball, he drove him to the turf and made him go into a tight window. We had uh, Carter Huerdine right there in, in that window, and he, the ball just slipped right past his hand right there, and the receiver looked like uh, number 15. Looks like Seth Carter made a pretty good catch on that one. So Almost got to him right there, but looks like they're going to come back out with this uh, split formation. Might be a quarterback draw. Combos again. Coming to Carter on the near side. Carter trying to break a tackle, lunging forward. He's going to be met on the uh, sideline by a host of Wildcat defenders. Pretty interesting formation there, Mike. They had five wide on the on the near side. They had three receivers stacked. They had all three of them lined up in a line. And then on the top, they had two receivers lined up in a line. So their go-to in that formation is just those little screening passes right there, just like they did a little little quick hitter to that last uh, last receiver and let the two guys in front of him pick up some blocks. That time, Forrest did a really good job setting the, setting the edge on the outside and coming up and holding on for uh, the rest of the team to – get over there and help them out. Second down, we'll call it uh, 10 to go. Koppel's on the right side, trying to get around the corner. He's going to be hit, lunging forward. He's not going to get to the 35. Another one of their go-to plays there, Mike, is just a, uh, just a quarterback draw. He picks up the ball and takes off to the left to the right. It's going to be one of their bread and butter. Those screen passes and just a little quarterback draw to the left and the right. That time, Callan did a really good job coming up and still in the edge, setting those, uh, setting those linebackers up for a tackle right there. We'll call it third down and 10. Shotgun formation for the Rattlers. Pass play. Complete to number eight. Going up the uh, seam, and he's going to be brought down by number 21, Philip Lively. Something we worked on all week, Mike. They, uh, they like to hit the little quick hitter. That time we saw, we saw we were coming with the blitz, so they went to a little hot route, and they, got, they just got inside of Broughton right there. We, we, we practiced that a lot this week, trying to stay on the inside because they like to get inside and just hit a little quick hit, and that time Broughton uh, – just got on the outside of the receiver and let the, let the inside free right there. And the quarterback did a good job hitting him in space. Compost has trouble with the snap. Now launching downfield, looking for number 12. And he's going to be hit by number one, Gaddis. And it'll drop incomplete. Bad snap right there by the center. It looked like it, <clears throat> looked like it took Compost to his right a little bit. He had the receiver open early and just didn't see him so that snap went to the right a little bit. So we kind of got away with one right there. But it was a... Really good job there by Gaddis coming in and laying a, laying a good hit and uh, separating the receiver from the ball there. Combos on the quarterback keeper. Left side has some room. Breaks tackles on the 40. 30, now inside the 20. Inside the uh, 17 to about the 16-yard line. That's Manny Campos, that quarterback for the Rattlers. Everything went through him, Mike. That time it looked like a... Looked like the play was designed to go to the running back right there. It had both both uh, both linemen pulling to the right right there. And that time he just pulled it, saw something in the defense, and pulled it and did a really good job setting up the field and picking up a pretty good gain there. Empty backfield. Five wide receivers for the Rattlers. High snap pressure coming. Hit as he throws, and it's going to be incomplete, trying to hit his receiver in the end zone. 
Yeah, we bought the house there. Mike looked like uh, he had both of our middle linebackers, Duff and Barrett, coming with a – looked like Lawrence Mann was on the outside coming too right there. And he had to get, ball, get rid of the ball quick and uh, force that overthrow. Play coming up, second down and 10. Three minutes, 31 seconds. This has been a very quick first quarter. Koppel's rolling to his right, trying to go backside now. Steps up, looking to the end zone, and it's going to be incomplete, trying to hit his wide receiver, number 12, Blake Klein. For a minute, Ibarra had a, a beat on that one. The ball just went just over his fingertips, almost came up with another interception. But we've had some good pressure here by our defensive line, our linebackers coming through their line. So it's been offsetting the timing a little bit, and that's what's been saving us this drive. Incomplete pass brings up a third down. That's a third down marker across the field. You've got, I don't know, maybe it's just me. It sure looks pretty small. Pretty small. Yellow, yellow <laughs> sticks. I haven't seen that in a while. Cabo is rolling. Backside pressure. Trying to hit his wide receiver, number 15, and he does. Touchdown, Cabo to number 15. Seth Carter for a 16-yard touchdown pass. Rattlers on the board, 6-0 with a point after coming up. Perfect play call there again, Mike. We came out in the all-out blitz. That time they had all, all their receivers had five wide. All of them just went vertical. And when we did that, we were just a little bit late getting over to uh, help out the coverage from our from our linebacker coming off the blitz. And quarterback Vaughn just stood in the needle right there for that touchdown. Extra point coming up. The snap is on the way. The kick. We do have a flag, though. So we uh, looks like it's going to be a legal procedure against the uh, Rattlers. Kicking for the Rattlers today is number 80, Jacob Sullivan. You'll have to try this five yards backed up. Too bad you can't decline a, a false start, Mike. He, he pulled that one wide left, so he's going get to get a second chance to put this one through. You know, Mike, that, that last drive right there, we are sitting back playing in some coverage, doing a pretty good job, and then came off with a with that one blitz that worked, I and mean, then we just kept kept going back to it. And every time we came off with the blitz, they looked like the, the offensive coordinator over there called that and figured we'd do the same thing again. That time he called the right play right there and got inside of our got inside of our defensive backs uh, just a little bit late over there to cover and did a good job. The quarterback just making a really good throw right there. It was a, it was a bullet right into the receiver's hand. It was uh, throwing any any less, you know, the defensive back would have had a shot on it. Extra point on the way. This one's high enough, and it is through the upright. 3.22 left in the opening quarter. Rattlers 7, Bobcat 0. We'll be back on 13.60 KKTS. Clear. Talk about a quick change. Driving the ball, fumble. One minute, uh, Brian, one minute, one minute. Yeah, we're coming down on uh, 20 seconds right here. They're going quick, so we may start talking before uh, before you go. All right. Ten seconds. 
Five seconds. Perfect. Teed up. Daniel Lynch tees it up at the 40-yard line, and we have a whistle. We weren't quite ready. Maybe uh, the referee hadn't signaled. Not sure what the uh, indication was. But the uh, Wildcats will have two men deep. Number five, Forrest Crisp. And number seven, Kalani Ibarra, line up just inside the 10-yard line. Pre-game like this, Lynch did. He had a pretty good leg on him. So hopefully he can get one pretty deep here and we can set up a return. Lance approaches from his 40. Kind of a uh, squid kick. It's going to be taken by Crisp at the 10-yard line. Going straight up field. On the spin away, and he does. Has the uh, 25 up to about the 27-yard line. Finally brought down by number nine, Jalen Williams. A little long drive kick right there. Might have upset our timing right there on the kickoff return. It's almost like we had many guys turn around and had about three or four of their guys just come unblocked right there. And Forrest did a really good job getting out of that first tackle and picking up a, a sizable game, but there will be a flag on the play. Blocking the back against the Wildcats. Spot foul from the 22-yard uh, line. This will take them back to the uh, 12-yard line where they'll start this drive. Wildcats had that last drive going, Duke, until uh, Lamb had trouble. Uh, I don't even want to say, you know, with the, with the quarterback center exchange. It looked like when he was pulling out from the center, ball just came loose. He fumbled the ball at the uh, 16-yard line, and the uh, Rattlers were able to capitalize on an 84-yard drive, taking a 7-0 lead, and that's what uh, good teams in the playoffs will do, capitalize on your mistakes. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. We had... All the momentum right there came out and did a good job on, good job on defense, got the ball, had it, had it rolling right there. We had a, all, the, uh, all the momentum in the world. And like you said, just a, just a bad, uh, bad exchange right there, upset that, that drive, and then they came back and did a really good job attacking, attacking us and ended up scoring. A.J. Brown on the handoff, takes it. He's cutting up field, breaking tackles, and he's going to get out to the 35-yard line. Big game for the uh, freshman running back of 23 yards. Oh, cool power play right there. Just motion across the formation. Turn around and give it to Brown. That time, the, uh, the, uh, the, looks like the defensive linebacker right there just took the tackle. And uh, Brown did the rest of his legs. Almost outrun that last guy. He only has one guy to beat. And uh, just got caught to his left side trying to make a little move on him. And the uh, safety looked like he did a good job picking up that tackle to save the touchdown. Dave Lamb lined up under center. Two men in the backfield. Again, handoff to Brown. Brown breaking tackles. Brown still on his feet, coming to the near side. And Brown is going to pick up another 10 yards. That young man's got to be getting close to about 60, 70 yards here in the first quarter. He's a good one, Mike. He runs the ball really hard. He's a stout little kid. You know, he's only about 5'8", but he's got some weight on him for a freshman. He runs the ball tough. He, when he gets on the outside, you know, he can make those little quick moves. And like I was saying earlier in the year, he's slippery. And this time, he's just going up the, up the gut right there, slipping a couple tackles and picking up another first down. Wildcats with the ball at the 45-yard line. Ball on the near hash mark. Driving right to left. Lamb takes the handoff, keeps it to the right side. Trying to get around the outside edge. Gives the stiff arm, and he's going to get around the corner. And Lamb will throw the play. Throw the play. About uh, 10 yards, and he gets hit out of bounds. No flag coming out. Coach Duke talking from an experienced quarterback. Looking for that flag, but uh, no call there. He was a good yard or two outside the line right there, and he got tackled into their bench, but... That time, again, Mike, we had a little, little upset snap right there. The ball came popped out a little bit. That play was designed to go left side. That was all Gage Lamb right there. He just turned around and just carried out his fake pretty well and had one guy to beat, got around him on the outside and almost picked up the first down, but just a busted play right there because of that bad snap. Ray Steele, along with Broughton, check in for the uh, Wildcat offense. 
Nathan Wabi is the uh, tight end lined up on the left. And off the brown, picks up the first down, lunging his feet, driving forward. He's going to get inside the 40-yard line to about the 39. It'll be enough for a first down. Looking at the yard lines here, Mike, we were about on the uh, 45-yard line right there. And by the time that tackle was made, there was no white jerseys in front of the 40-yard line right there. We're getting a great push up there by the offensive line. So, look for Danaher to stick to stick to what we got going. We had a we had a good drive, good thing going there in the opening drive. This, uh, you know, just keep going after them. They're getting some good push on the offensive line. One minute, 37 seconds, and off. Brown breaking tackles. He's going to be hit by the linebacker. He looks like he's trying to stop on a dime. Updated score coming in on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Georgetown leading Bernie Champion currently 14 to 7 in the first quarter. They are above us in the bracket. So I'd like to thank our cameraman Rich Dillon for helping us out here on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Georgetown again leading Bernie Champion 14 to 7. Going back to that last play, it's the same play again. We're closing across the field. Getting some good push there by offensive line. Brown did a, did a good job getting through the hole. And like you said, just tried to juke one man. Looked like he lost his footing a little bit and took one off the chin. Nice gain, though, on the play. About a, a six-yard game. And off again. Coming to the left side is Brown. Stopping, following his blocker. Has uh, 75 in front of him. And he's going to get to about the 32-yard line. Brown a little slow to get up. New little wrinkle in our offense there, Mike. We're coming out in our power set, but... Instead of Gage being under the center that time, he was in the shotgun alongside Brown. That time we just handed off to the left. It's basically the same play we just ran with other shotgun formation, trying to uh, trying to change that change it up on the defense a little bit. That time our our uh, he would be our Z back in the last play. This time he lined up as a tailback, about the same place. And that time he motioned all the way across the field out wide. And that time we just ran that little little 29 right there is what we call it. It's basically a pitch play, but he handed off to him that time. Picked up a good game. Third down and two. Barrett comes into the game. Want to see him hit that hole hard, trying to get around the outside. Barrett does. 30, 25, stops on a dime, driving forward inside the 20-yard line to the 19. Haven't seen a move like that in a while, Mike. Most of the time he gets the ball, he just gets, goes right up the gut. That time he saw, saw some space out there to the right side and bounced that one a little bit and took off, got some wheels on him. Nice run by Barrett. We uh, Again, we've talked about it. We'd like to see him hit that hole aggressively, and that time he saw the uh, daylight to the outside, and he gets it. I believe that's going to be the end of the first quarter. We played 12 minutes from Javelina Stadium. Sherryland Rattlers, 7, Cal Island, 0. We'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTS. Clear. Uh, he was getting close. 70. How much time, Brian? 10 seconds. Five seconds. 
Wildcats have switched into the field. Lamb, quarterback keeper, comes upfield, finds a little bubble. He's going to lunge inside the 15, go about the 12-yard line. All that little bubble there on the defense, took advantage of it, called the quarterback keeper, and he picks up a nice game. I was trying to get a score over here, Michael. I was looking down on my phone. I didn't get to see that play. My bad. Oh, it's all good. Nice little run there. Found that little uh, the, uh, defensive tackle. Had left that big gap opening in front of him. Took advantage of it. Just, uh, took an eight-yard gain out of it. Second down and two. Barrett in the backfield. Barrett takes the handoff. Jumps over a would-be tackler. Lunging forward inside the 10, and he's going to get down to about the seven-yard line. There's the Barrett. We know. Just turn around, give him the ball, and let the big boy run. That time he... Uh, like I said, jumped over that first defender right there, then lowered his head, took on about two or three tackles right there, and picked up the first down. Going to set us up with the uh, first and goal from about the seven-and-a-half-yard line here. With, uh, looks like we've got about 11 minutes to go here in the second quarter. Rattlers with a uh, 84-yard drive, capped off by a 16-yard touchdown pass from Campos to Carter. Extra point was good. They lead 7-0. And now a flag coming in late, trying to look at the uh, play clock, and uh, there's plenty of time on the play clock. But uh, yeah, 12 men on the field there, Mike. Looks like number 86, Jordan Garcia was in the game. We brought in number 24, Race Deal, right there. It didn't look like didn't look like Garcia got the got the memo. He was supposed to come out of the game right there. So we came out with 12 men, and that time here, er, <clears throat> that time Deal came up to a lot and told him, "What are you doing? Get out of here!" And, Everybody could see that when the referees threw the flag, so it's going to set us back five yards. It's going to be a first and goal from about the 12-yard line now. Penalties can always hurt a drive. Let's hope this one doesn't hurt the Wildcats. Yeah, well, the bad thing about this now, Mike, is that we're on the 12-yard line. We can't pick up the first down. So. And off. Barrett, right side, breaking tackles. Inside the 10, inside the 5. Barrett lunges forward. Did he get in? He did. 12-yard touchdown run, Reese Barrett the pace. That time it looked like they had some defensive pressure in the middle. They brought, uh, brought two linebackers right there before the snap. It's actually going with the same snap count once again. And the uh, middle linebacker right there just kind of jumped the snap count, got in, got inside, almost got Barrett in the backfield right there. But as soon as he got away from that one, had to move around the outside. And Barrett did a good job, you know, just leaping over the end zone right there and picking up that touchdown for the Cats, getting us on the board here in the second quarter. Extra point coming up by Wilson. Waits for the snap. From, up takes the snap. Wilson with the kick. This one through the uprights. We are tied up at seven apiece. Ten minutes, 50 seconds remaining in the half. We are tied up at seven apiece. I'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTS. Clear. Ten seconds.
Wilson approaches from the 40. This one's going to bounce at the 25. Picked up at the 22. Trying to go upfield is number eight, Edgar Alaniz. And not much room there. Special teams collapsing quickly. Once again, uh, Wilson kind of got that one off the side of his foot. It was a, it was a spiral going through the, the air right there. Most of the time on, on the kickoff, you know, it's end over end. But that time, just another one right off the side of his foot. Bounced about on the 25-yard line. But like you said, good job, our Fire coverage team, right, coverage team right there picking up the tackle. Only about, about a three-yard return there for the Rattlers. Compost brings the Rattlers back on the field. Four wide receivers, trips to the near side, single wide out, split up top. Carter has been his primary receiver tonight. Hand off to Carter out of the backfield, coming around the near side. He's going to be brought down in the backfield by number one, John Gaddis. That time, number 15, Carter just coming across the formation in motion. Quarterback just hand the ball to him. He's sweet to the left side. Allen doing a good job setting the edge right there, not let him get getting around the edge. and Waiting for help right there for the linebackers coming up to make a tackle. Yeah, Rattlers rely heavily on Campos, Carter, and the uh, running back, uh, Tornero. Shotgun formation. Campos dropping back. Looking, trying to launch it down. Field, looking for number eight. And it's going to be incomplete. Coverage by number 21, Philip Lively. Edgar Alanis, the intended receiver. First time we've seen that tonight, Mike. We had the uh, quarterback always kind of go to his right or go to his left a lot. He doesn't really drop back, you know, straight back many times. That time they had three guys to the right side. and Looked like he just rolled, around, rolled to his right, stopped on a dime right there, tried to go back to a seam route right there to, to Alanis. Had a step on Lively right there. The ball was just a little bit overthrown. Third down and eight for the Rattlers. Carter motions across the line of scrimmage, fake to Carter. Trying to hit his wide receiver, Alanis, and this one will be anchored late. Really good coverage there by Lively. Last time, you know, he got got a, got a little burnt. So, you know, he kind of let the guy go right by him. This time he got his hands on him, upset that route. It looked like a post pattern right there, but it was a, a long developing route because Lively upset that time in there from the get-go. You know you have uh, a depth chart when all 11 players come off the field offensively and you bring in 11 players for your punt team. They got some numbers over there, Mike. <laughs> It's funner, again, in the pregame, Mike, their kicking game looks really good to me. Their, uh, their kickoff guy, their, their uh, field goal kicker, and their punter are three different guys. Like, so, like you said, you know, like we have a kicker that does our, our kickoffs, he does our, our field goals, and then he can punt a little bit, too. This time, we got three different guys, and this is going to be a boomer. This one will be taken by Ibarra. Ibarra trying to get around the right side, stops on a dime, still on his feet, at the 50, trying to find a little seam. He's going to get to the 49. Nice job by number seven, Kalani Ibarra, but we do have a flag coming late. Ibarra's got some quick feet, Mike. You know, it looks like he's doing a little little ladder drill right there down the sideline, just moving back and forth. There's no room right there. There's three or four guys right there ready to tackle him. He's just going going back to his left and back to his right, getting away from guys, and it just ended up a whole pack of pack of guys coming up to pick him up. But he's doing a really good job moving his feet real quick. Give me a little secret. Uh, Kalani is, uh, you know, his... Mom, Stephanie's dance studio, is uh, sponsoring our cat. <laughs> Maybe he's doing it. He, he has. He's one of the players. There's a few players that go to the uh, dance studio, work on ballet. But he really has. And he's, he's, yeah, that, that is a true statement. I'm, I'm You know what? His grandpa listens in, uh, you know, from uh, Mr. Kromu. I know he's joining us tonight. But he's, you know, this kid has done great wonders for him. I believe the other one. I, I'm, don't, I may be about 50-50. I think Gage Lamb also goes. Uh, there's a few players that, uh, that do go and attend Stephanie's dance studio, but Kalani has been going for some time, and it's obvious by his footwork. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Ball's going to be on the 38-yard line. 
Hosfeet, A.J. Brown coming around the near side. He'll pick up about five yards in the play. I wrote a run around there, Mike, but it looked like an outside receiver. I couldn't tell who it was. I didn't see it in the, in the, uh, the pre-snap there, but it looked like the cornerback just came off of his block and ended up making a tackle. We can get that there right there. We got a good, good sizable gain over here, but the cornerback did a good job getting off of that block and coming up and making a tackle on Brown. 14 for the Wildcats brings the play in. That's Caden Floyd. Wildcats have uh, kind of spread out the offense now. Uh, you'll have Gaddis and Robbie split wide up top. Hobb, Floyd split to the near side. A.J. Brown in the backfield stands behind Lamb. This time they'll hand it off to A.J. Brown. Brown coming to the near side. He'll lunge up forward to about the 45-yard line. He's going to be short of the first down by about four yards. Looks like number 32, Salinas, came with a little, little, uh, you know, that little weak side blitz right there, linebacker from the backside coming in making that, that blitz right there. But we did a really good job picking it up. Looks like number 69, uh, Nicholas Tovar right there coming in and just pushing him out of the way, picking up that hole right there for Brown. And uh, going to set us up a little third and short here, but expect to see a blitz again here, Mike. Wildcats again, driving left to right. We are in the second quarter, tied up at uh, seven apiece. Wildcats spread him out, four wide receivers. And off again to Brown. Brown up the middle. He's got a big hole, and he's going to get to the 45-yard line. We had mentioned, I thought he was close to 70 yards at the end of the first quarter, and I was corrected by our statistician, Coach Brotherton. He had 71 at the end of the first quarter. He's doing a good job running the ball, Mike. Like I said earlier, he's, he's slippery. He can he can run however you want him. You want him to run the power, he can run the power. You want him to get on the outside, he can do that. That time was a really good job. Uh, looked like they, they're coming with the blitz. They, they kind of showed it there early, and, Gage did a really good job checking off to a play right there, getting it, getting it up to go. It looks like they're setting up in the same formation. Mike, look up, watch this play right here by number 35 coming off the edge. Brown takes the uh, snap. Lunges forward, ball on the ground, but they're going to roll. He was down. Picked up about two yards on the uh, play. You can tell, Mike, when they when they put two of their defensive linemen together on the on the uh, short side of the field, they're going to bring a blitz from that side. That time they did the exact same thing they did the play before we – Basically just ran the same play. We checked to that play right there, run it up the gut. That time, the uh, looks like the defensive lineman just got off his block right there and made the tackle. But they're showing it there early. They're not, they're not giving us any uh, disguises. They're gonna they're gonna come with the blitz when we get on this sled formation. We come out with doubles again. Wildcats four wide receivers, shotgun formation, quick pass to the flat. This one's gonna be taken by number one. Trying to get on the outside, trying to pick up a block from Robbie. And uh, the uh, wide receiver, Gaddis, will pick up, uh, we'll call it about five yards on the play, inside the 40 to the 39. It'll bring up third down and five. Just like we planned, they kind of come out with a different blitz package again. That time they only had one defensive lineman on the ground. The other two were standing up. The linebackers were acting like they were going to blitz. The one that was up on the line kind of dropped back in the coverage, and the other linebacker that wasn't up on the line came on that play, and we did a good job picking it up and getting the ball out quickly. All resting on the far hash mark. Wildcats driving left to right. Quarterback keeper Lamb. Lamb picks up the first down, cuts to the outside, getting around the outside. 25, he's got the 20. He's going to get pushed out of bounds at the 17-yard line. Went back to the replay there. Gates either handed off to his back there. I, think, I believe it was Hawkins that keep the ball right there. And that time, they had about two guys keying on Hawkins, so he just pulled it from him right there, went up the, went up the gut and picked up a good – Good game right there on that, that third and long, picking up the first down. So, it's a good read there by Gage. He looks like he's on a game tonight. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. 
Ball at the 17. Hand off to 22, Elijah Hawkins. Breaking a tackle. He's going to get inside the 15. Not much room after that. Maybe a two-yard gain. You know, one way to, to get away and, you know, like basically just go right after him. When they're going to come with those blitzes and they're going to try to, to, to uh, fake you out, you know, bringing a, bringing a guy up to the line then dropping him in coverage and bringing a, a blitz from the other side just to go right at him. That's time we went for the little dive play. And once again, the defensive lineman is doing a really good job getting off his block and stopping that one short. But if we can get that block filled off right there, there's some room in the middle. Second down, we'll call it eight. Take the handoff, looking downfield. Now he's going to step up. He's got the outside, trying to pick up a block. He'll pick up the first down, trying to get to the end zone. And as he slide in, yes, sir. He out. 15-yard touchdown run by the quarterback, number eight, Gage Lamb. Mike, it was a design pass play there. We went back to that that play we went earlier with a little little fake to the running back, and Gage was going to keep it. But that time he just faked it and brought it back like he was going to throw the ball. And luckily, he he kept it because we had a lineman downfield right there. So if we would have thrown that ball, it probably would have got called back. But luckily, he pulled it down and did the rest with his feet right there, busting over that last defender about the two-yard line getting into the end zone. Extra point on the way. Off. Waits for the snap. Wilson with a kick. This one's straight enough. It's uh, through the uprights, 539 left in the half. Cal Allen, 14, Sherry Land, 7. We'll be back on 1360 KKTX. Clear. And Georgetown still winning, 21-14. Okay, uh, Brian, after the kickoff, I'm going to send it to you. All right, sounds good. How much time, Brian? Got 10 seconds. Wilson, high end over end kick. This one taken at the 10 yard line by the uh, Rattlers. Number eight, Alanise, coming across the field. Finds the seam, trying to get around the outside edge. Nice open field tackle by Kalani Ibarra, but a nice return by Alanise. A little breakdown on our kickoff coverage there, Mike. Looks like one of, our, uh, one of our guys got out of his lane on the inside. The ball was taken. Over on the left hash, looks like he just kind of faded toward him a little bit, and that time he was able to get to the middle, break a tackle right there, then bring the ball to about the 36-yard line. So a little bit of discipline, discipline problem there for our, our kickoff return team. But like you said, good job coming in there and uh, making that good open field tackle there by Ibarra. About to check in here shortly with our producer, Brian Katana, on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Currently, the Wildcats lead uh, Sherry Lance 7-14-7. Hand off to the uh, wide receiver. That's Carter, and Carter's going to be met in the backfield by number 35, Maurice Barrett. Going back to that motion play, receiver 15, Carter out there. That is the inside receiver just comes in motion. The quarterback just hands it off to him. It's a, it's a replay. He can either give it to him or keep it. That time he decided to give it to him, and Callan did a good job stringing that one out and getting him for a loss. Five minutes, eight seconds remaining here. Koppel's dropping back, looking downfield. He's got pressure. Rolling to his right side. He's being chased by Ula. He gets away. 
Smith, and he's going to be hit at the 40-yard line. So he'll pick up a minimal game, but uh, nice defensive coverage by the secondary. Who was all over him like that time we had to him. He was in the backfield there early, and, you know, the, the coverage was right there. He didn't have anywhere to go with the ball, and Ula almost got him for the sack, but looked like Ryder Duff came off of his receiver there late, coming up to uh, make that, that sure tackle going to set up a third and long for the Rattlers. I'd like to welcome in our listeners on the World Wide Web, tuning us in on our call-in line. I'd like to welcome William J. Petrie, tuning in from New Orleans, letting us know that he's tuning in tonight. Billy, thanks for tuning in on Cat's Eye Radio. Appreciate you taking time out of your Friday night to join us right here on catseyeradio.com. The quarterback seat to the right side there might get a really good job stringing that one out. That's, that's going to be the key tonight. You can't let him set the edge, set the edge right there at that time. Looked like our uh, looked like a defensive end Broaden right there was was holding his guy on the outside and was basically just setting the edge, hoping hoping and praying anybody would come in and make that tackle. And our linebackers did a good job filling their gaps and coming up and making the tackle. Looks like your offense is going to stay on the field here, Mike. They're going for it. Three minutes, 49 seconds. Rattlers driving right to left and shotgun formation. Looking over to the sideline to take the play. They're going to call a timeout, Mike. Timeout on the field as they take a timeout. We'll take one with them. We'll be back after this quick break on 1360 KKTX. Clear. 30 seconds, Brian. 30 seconds. All right, 30 seconds. After this, I'm coming to you. Sounds good. See if I can pick you up. I'm having trouble hearing you. Say something, Brian. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. Ten seconds. Perfect. After this play, I'm coming to you, so be be ready, Brian. All right, we got five seconds. All right, welcome back. After the uh, timeout for Rattlers, look like they've had a uh, change of mind. They will now set up the punt from their 30-yard line. Kalani Ibarra and John Gaddis will drop back inside their 25-yard line. Coach Adamy probably made the right decision. Don't want to give the ball up on this short end of the field. High punt. This one's going to be taken by Ibarra. Coming to the right side. Look at the wall setting up. Trying to get around the outside. And now you have a flag coming in late. Kalani's still on his feet. Finally brought out of bounds at the 34-yard line. But we do have some yellow laundry on the field. Going back to that fourth down play, Mike, I don't think they ever really had any intention of going for it right there. They just uh, got up to the line, tried to get us to jump off sides. And once they... Once they went with that, that hard count right there, we didn't jump off sides. We decided to call a timeout and punt the ball. But the penalty is going to be here. Uh, we've had good field position, a couple of nice returns, but we've had a couple of penalties that have pushed us back. There it is, blocking the back again. All right, as uh, we have a little bit of break in the action here, we're going to send it to our producer, Brian Katana, on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Brian, what do you have for us? Right now, uh, the Victoria West Warriors are in their second quarter against the Mission Veterans Memorial Patriots, and uh, they have a pretty big lead at this point. The Warriors have 35, while the Patriots have only scored eight. And in the second quarter, the Sinton Pirates are leading the Lano Yellow Jackets 21-6. to And also in the second quarter, the La Vega Pirates are leading the Rockport Fulton Pirates 14-0. to Back to you, Mike. All right, that's our producer, Brian Katana, helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard right here at Javelina Stadium. The Wildcats leading the Rattlers 14-7. to Also a score to pass on. We would like to thank Rich for also helping us out. 
the uh, Georgetown currently is leading. I'm sorry, we just got another update. Rich is all over it. 21-21 in the second quarter. Bernie Champion is tied up with Georgetown. So, again, I'd like to thank Rich for helping us out on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. That's one, a uh, pass to Robbie on the uh, far sideline. Robbie with a completed pass, picks up about nine yards in the play. It'll bring up a uh, third down and one. About a five-yard grab, Mike, the play before that right there. We just went a little, little draw play to, to Brown, picked up about three yards. This time we picked up about six on that play. It looks like daily on the, uh, the corner over there was just belling. As soon as he belled, you know, Robbie just broke his route off right there and, Gage did a good job hitting him and picking up what he could, almost uh, almost picking up the first down. It's going to be a third and about a half a yard here. I'd like to thank Tiffany's Dance Studio for helping us out tonight. Uh, you can uh, go to the website, look at it. and uh, All types of classes going on right now. Right They're located in five points. Tiffany's Dance Studio was wished uh, to assist in leading them down the right path to becoming outstanding people and citizens first and outstanding dancers second. www.tiffany's.com. That's T-E-F-F-A-N. Y-S-I-com. I believe my niece, Madeline Flores, goes over there and she uh, goes over there Start t- uh, checking it out, Coach Duke. May help you with some of your moves. <laughs> I'm retired, Mike. I don't need any more moves. <laughs> Got to help out there. You never know when you may have to run that scout team again. <laughs> keep you flexible and uh, I tell you what, ready to go. The knees aren't what they were. Uh, believe me, I know that. That's on that turf. <laughs> Wildcats will line up third down and one. Reese Barrett in the backfield. Overload the right side. This time it'll be uh, given to Barrett. Barrett on the right side. Breaking tackles. Barrett spinning, lunging forward, and he's going to get to the 40-yard line, driving his leg. He's refusing to go down. I was hoping that was a big call there because they brought everybody that time. There was about nine nine guys on the line of scrimmage right there. If we can just get a body on a body and we get to the line, we can pick up a, a good gain, and that's exactly what happened. We did a good job picking that up up, up there in the front. and You know, Barrett, like you said, just lowering his head and bringing three or four guys along with them, picking up another five or six yards after that second and third contact. Two minutes, 15 seconds remaining before halftime. Gage Lamb in the back, or is he a quarterback under center? A.J. Brown in the backfield. Late clock down to eight seconds. A little confusion there, so a timeout taken by the Wildcats. As they take a timeout, we'll take a quick timeout with them. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. 30 seconds, Brian, 30 seconds. All right. Twenty-one, twenty-one. Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five seconds. All right, welcome back. Two minutes and eight seconds remaining before half. You're in the uh, class 5A Division II playoffs area round. Calhoun Wildcats taking on the uh, Sherryland Rattlers. Wildcats trailed 7-0, but they've come back with 14 unanswered points here, and they now lead 14-7 over the Rattlers. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Two tight ends set. Barrett in the backfield. Makes the Barrett. Looking for Robbie. Robbie trying to get behind the uh, secondary. 
Now uh, Gage Lamb will step up and step out of bounds. Looks like Robbie may have had a step on his defender, but uh, Lamb just uh, just didn't see him. I was over here yelling at him, Mike, and under my breath, but looked like Robbie had a step on him right there. You know, the, the defenders, they play like a cover three, basically. They have a defender over the middle and then two on the outside, so they're playing a three-deep coverage that time. And, you know, he, he went he went straight down the field with like a little post-corner route, so he's going to fake the post and go back to the corner. And looked like he had a step on his guy right there toward the end, but it was just developing a little bit, and Gage didn't like it there early, so he just brought the ball down and picked up what he could. All catch. And off to their running back. Brown, right side, 50, 45, 30, pushed out of bounds at the 38, and he's getting close to 100 yards. First time we've shown that one to Mike. Every every, uh, every handoff we've given is run to our fullback, the first uh, the first running back right there behind the quarterback. That time we, we faked it to Barrett. Everybody was keying him right there. We just went around the, the outside with Brown, picked up a, a really good gain, almost almost busted that one for another touchdown. Garcia, the tight end, will check out. Deals. Up, we'll check in. Two check in. I saw one come out. I hope we're okay. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure Ryder was in the play there before their mic, so. Maybe he just came to get the play from the yeah, coach. Lamb under center. Brown in the backfield. He fakes the hand off. Now looking for Robbie. There he is. Robbie has it. 15 takes the tackle. Nathan Robbie walked the dog into the end zone. I figure we go back to him, Mike, that time. Robbie just ran a, a regular corner route that time instead of taking that post. That time he just went straight to the corner. And that corner outside on the left side was playing shallow right there. So all he had to do was beat that safety. And that time he ran a really good route back to his outside. And Gates did a really, go, really good job putting that one in. They, the corner actually almost got back to that ball. But the ball was thrown on the line like it should have been. And Robbie did a great job. And now ran the defender and ended up breaking that last tackle to get into the end zone. 37-yard touchdown pass. The extra point up. It one. It is through the uprights. One minute, 45 seconds. Kill Allen, 21. Sherryland, 7. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKCX. Clear. <laughs> Big touchdown, man. <laughs> Number 20 almost didn't get it. How much time, Brian? Ten seconds. We're going to start talking. All right. Wilson with a squib kick off the uh, chest of number 44, the young man for the uh, Rattlers. That's uh, James Harris. Don't quite think that's what Wilson was trying to do to give uh, the Rattlers that great position. I think Harris was expecting his ball just caught him in his, in his stride. He was going back to, to set up a block, and that time he just, just caught him with the ball, basically. And all he did it. All he did right there was just jump on it. Going to set, set Sheridan up with some, some good field position. Now they're going to be about on the 44-yard uh, the 40, line. So good field position here late in the second quarter. 
First down and 10, five wide receivers. Cobbles dropping back, pressure, stepping up, and he's going to be hit in the backfield. He's going to be brought down for a sack. 35, Reese Barrett comes up with the sack. Some uh, pressure there by the uh, front seven. When they go to that, uh, that no-back formation, they got five, five receivers out there. That's time we, we take this front in the middle, and Barrett just came around the outside. Team three right there. Nobody even touched him. And Barrett did a good job, you know, wrapping up and bringing the quarterback down for a sack. Rattlers. High wide receivers again. Copples rolling to his near side. Dropping back. Now nope. cuts back across the grain. Nobody on the outside. Trying to cut back, and he does. Still on his feet. Finally brought down by the uh, defensive tackle. I believe it's 73. Muneeb Ula on the tackle, and it is. The busted play there. Mike had a straight rollout to the, to the near side. And when he turned around, there was nobody to the right side because we had two guys coming three off the, off the outside, so he had nowhere to go with the ball. So he just turned around and set it up. And like, like I said, there was nobody over there. He did a good job picking up a, a good game. Apples on to hit his receiver, Carter, and this one's going to sail way over the head of Carter. Incomplete, second down and 10. Trying to look back at that play, Mike. I, I couldn't tell who's supposed to have the outside right there, but it's tough when the, the quarterback's going with a straight roll to the left side to, to stay on the back side, you know. And as soon as he turned around, the, uh, the offensive line was in a good position just to hold. I think it was number 73. Yeah, it looked like number 73, Ula, right there, just lost containment. But it's a, it's a tough job to, to pull both of those right there. Shotgun formation. Four wide receivers again. Topples. Looks like he's trying the same play again. Try to roll to his left and then just. Almost like a design play, Duke. I mean, he kind of fakes to the left and just cuts back to the right looks for a scene. It was definitely a pass play. They had guys going down the field uh, setting up some routes. But, you know, it looks like we got a good defensive play call when he tries to, to roll out like that. we got guys everywhere right there just waiting on him to come over there. And that time, Ula, like I said before, that time he, he was expecting it and stayed on the outside made him turn it back up. And everybody came in and gang-tackled the quarterback for a loss. 49 seconds remaining here before the half. All cats with a 21-7 lead, capitalizing on the uh, 37-yard touchdown pass from uh, Gage Lamb to Nathan Robbie on the last drive, opening up a 14-point lead. Rattlers are trying to come back here with two points of their own. I'd like to thank our sponsors for tonight. I'd like to thank MC Welding and Fabrication. How about Fila Chiropractic, Atlas Tubular, ETS Oilfield Services, Division 16 Construction, Ainsworth Trucking, all proud sponsors of tonight's game. He's third down here, Mike. 49 seconds to go in the half. Caps up 21-7. Third and about 12. See what it goes on. Campos, look it. Launching downfield. Looking for his wide receiver. And he's going to catch it inside the five. That's Carter making the catch over the uh, defensive end. Huberdine. It's a tough play for any defensive back right there, especially outside linebacker. It's just a jump ball right there to the best receiver. He just went up and got the ball. The ball's a little underthrown, so the coverage was perfect. The ball was just a little bit underthrown. When that happened, it just, just fell right into his hands. Campos, quarterback keeper, trying to find the end zone. Campos takes it in, and the Wildcats give up the touchdown, dude. But, again, a lot of that goes, and I'm not trying to, to, to say, but the field position on that play. Uh, you allowed them to get the ball at the 44-yard line, and they, uh, you know, a good team's going to capitalize. Yeah, that time, Mike, looked like he just kind of hit up a, a quick screen right there when he, he had it well defended. And that time he just, you know, it was a busted play once again. That time the quarterback, he's shifty. He's not very fast. I think they say he runs about a 4-9, but he's really shifty. And that time he just duked out a defender right there at about the two-yard line and got him for the score. Extra point coming up. It's kicked, and it is through the upright. 32 seconds. Compost with a five-yard run. Cuts the lead by seven. Wildcats 21, 
Rattlers 14. We'll be back with Ball Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Tough, man, having outside linebacker on their best receiver. Yep. Got to go to a nickel package or something, huh? But yeah. It, it, all they did was go vertical. They all ran just straight down the field and he just threw it up. Lined him up on the slot, too, right? Which they yeah. did. Yeah. He knew he was going with the ball before he even snapped it. Yep. He got to throw it up. Are we doing the flips too? No. We're just walking. <laughs> I see no flipping going on. Cheerleaders might be a little bit. How much time, Ryan? Ryan. You got five seconds now. All right, thanks. Rattlers with a 56-yard drive have uh, cut the lead by seven. This one, a little squib kick taken by the Wildcats. Coming around the near side is number 20. Lunging forward to the 40-yard line. That's Lawton Moeller on the return for the Wildcats, and he's going to bring him out to the 40-yard line. 27 seconds remaining here before the half. Nice little pickup by the JV move up right there. Moeller just uh, stuck his hand out right there and picked up that squib kick, brought the ball to the 40-yard line. So it's not bad field position. You got you got 30 seconds left. We only got one timeout left, but see if we can't get something down the field here and set us up with the, uh, you know, maybe we can get three out of it. First down and 10 ball at the uh, 40 yard line. Shotgun formation. Wildcats with trips up top. Single wide out to the near side. Keep an eye on Robbie. Put wide to the near side. Lamb rolling to his left. Now we'll step up. Coming back across the field. Trying to get around the outside. Cuts it. 45. He's got the 40. He's got the 30. 25. 20. 15. He's going to get inside the 10-yard line with 12 seconds to go. Busted play for both sides, Mike. Last time they came out and tried to set up a screen. It was a busted play, so they came back and ended up scoring. That time, same thing. We had three receivers to the left side. We pulled out that way. Tried to, uh, tried to pick up the route, but... Gage did a great job picking that one up. He made a great move here at about the 40-yard line. Just juked the guy out of his shoes. And it was the last guy basically there to, to defend the play. He did a great job juking, his, juking the guy and then almost got it into the end zone. Going to set us up at about the uh, like the five-yard line. Might have stepped out about the five. No timeouts left. Wildcats, take a timeout. We're going to keep it right here, though, dude. You got 12 seconds. You take a shot to the corner of the end zone to Robbie, maybe? Or uh, you really can't go anything across the middle. You get tackled, you're going to... You know, burn the clock, so you're going to try to have to think somebody hit something on the post route or something towards the sideline. You can probably squeeze out two plays. Like you said, you got you want to go to your best receiver here down at the goal line. Robbie's been, Robbie's been that all year for us. He's a big kid, about 6'2", and he can, he can use his body well. So I, I expect us to go up top to him. You know, uh, might try to get something a little quick hitter over the middle, but it has to be in the end zone. Like you said, we can't, can't line up anything short because we only got about 12 seconds. So if we don't get in the end zone and end up too uh, – end up completing the pass, you know, the, the time will run out. So, hopefully we can just give, a, give up a, a ball here. But it looks like we're going back to the power set, Mike. Keep an eye on Robbie. Also, Broughton, number 45. He's a tight end on the near side. Overload the uh, right side. Toss sweep to Barrett. Coming around the right side. Barrett trying to find the corner. 
Three times hit. Touchdown with eight seconds to go. Guess the play call there, Mike, going with those top suits up there, but you got to give it to your house, and that's what he did for us all year, playing both ways. And that time just outran the defense right there in the corner of the end zone, leaping over the end zone to pick up that touchdown. Great play by, by Jay Blair setting that one up to answer that, that late score by the Rattlers. Second touchdown of the night for Reese Barrett. Point after coming up, and boy, what a way to answer after the Rattlers had just put seven points on the board. Extra point coming up. High snap. Wilson with the kick. This one through the upright. Eight seconds remaining. Cal Allen, 28. Sherryland, 14. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Dude, I hate to be mean, but I can't. It's hard for me to look to the side because I keep thinking of Pedro. Right here? Yeah. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know why, bro. Ten seconds. What was that again? Coming down on five seconds now. Gotcha. Wilson, high end over end kick. This one taken at the 11-yard line by number 13. Going right upfield, got a seat. Coming across to the near side. A battle playing the safety, and he's going to take him down at the 48-yard line. But <laughs> nice return there by Nathan Gonzalez to end the half. I hate that play call, Mike. Just put the ball and get out of it. But almost left the one right there. You always take a chance taking a deep right there right before half for a bigger turn. But luckily we had some guys back deep. And Ibarra did a good job playing his safety spot, bringing the defenders or bringing the running back down. All righty. As we go into halftime, we played 24 minutes here at Hobbelina Stadium. Your Carolina Wildcats, 28. Sherryland Rattlers, 14. We'll be back with the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. On 1360, KKTX. Clear. Two minutes. Two minutes. Can you tell me where we're at on the lineup? We need to get caught up and probably get a little bit ahead. Uh, Are you talking about the breaks? Yeah. We're a little bit ahead. Are we really? Yeah. I thought we were behind. We had those two one minute. Yeah, there you go. Good, good. Oh, man. Is there a restroom up here, Mike? Yes, no? right here, right right there, literally behind you. This okay. is the bathroom right here. Okay.
He's got a five-yard touchdown run. The last one by Barrett. The last one Barrett had five yards. Remember? Sorry. I think it was about a five-yard. Let me do a recap real quick. Five, I think. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Gotcha. All right, welcome back to the uh, MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. Coming to you from uh, Kingsville Havelina Stadium. Primetime crew coming at you. I'm Mike Guerrero alongside Coach uh, Ryan Duke. Our statistician is Coach Mike Brotherton. And our producer is Brian Catano. Wildcats with a 28-14 to lead over the uh, Sherryland Rattlers. Wildcats won the toss to uh, start the game. They deferred to the second half. The Rattlers on the opening drive took the ball on the 19-yard line. Wildcats were able to hold them on three and out. Forced the punt. Wildcats took over on the 34-yard line. Nice drive for the Wildcats. Got going. And it uh, got to about the 25-yard line. That's when the Gates Lamb had trouble taking the snap from the center. Ball came loose, and the Rattlers took the gift on the first fumble of the night for the Wildcats. With 6:21, the Rattlers took over on their 25-yard line. 75 yards later, Rattlers find the end zone for the first time in the night. Three minutes and 22 seconds, Campos hits Carter on a 16-yard touchdown pass, gives the Rattlers a 7-0 lead. Ensuing kickoff, three minutes, 14 seconds. Remaining in the first quarter, Wildcats take the ball on the 12-yard line. They're able to drive the ball 88 yards down the field. Capped off by a 12-yard touchdown run by the big fullback, number 35, Reese Barrett, with 10 minutes and 50 seconds left to go in the half. Ball game tied up at 7 to P. Again, next two possessions, not much of anything. Rattlers couldn't get anything going. They punted again. Wildcats with 9.45, took the ball on the 38-yard line. They drive down the field 62 yards. Caps off by a 15-yard touchdown run by their quarterback, number eight, Gage Lamb. 5.39 remaining in the half. Wildcats took a 14-7 lead. Rattlers, Wildcats, exchange possession. Not much going. One minute, 45 seconds, though. Wildcats took the punt. Started the drive on the 37-yard line. I'm sorry, the 16-yard line. Wildcats able to go 84 yards down the field. Caps off by a 37-yard touchdown pass with 145 left to go in the half. Quarterback Gage Lamb connecting with the uh, wide receiver, number 10, Nathan Robbie, giving the Wildcats a 21-7 lead. Wildcats on the next kick. Tried a little squib. I'm not sure if it was a squib kick, but whatever the case, went off the chest of the up man, giving the uh, Rattlers great field position at the 44-yard line. Rattlers didn't waste any time. One minute and eight seconds went off the clock. He go 56 yards, kept off by a five-yard touchdown run by the quarterback, Campos. I cut the lead. 21 to 14. Wildcats over the Rattlers. With 27 seconds, Wildcats took the kickoff, started the drive at the 40 yard line. They got a nice return by their sophomore return man, Lawton Moeller, put the ball on the 40 yard line. One play later, Gage Lamb scrambles on a busted play, takes it 55 yards to the five yard line with eight seconds going remaining before the half, and it's capped off 
by the big fullback, Reese Barrett, on a toss sweeper on the right side, a five-yard touchdown run, gives the Wildcats a 28-14 lead as we are here at halftime. That is your first half recap right here on the MC Logan and Fabrication Halftime Show. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Gotcha. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding to Fabrication Halftime Show. The uh, Sherryland Band on the field performing to the uh, home crowd right in front of us. We are in the Class 5A Division II area round of the playoffs. Wildcats with a 28-14 lead over the uh, Sherryland Rattlers. Last updated score we have from the uh, Georgetown game. Georgetown and uh, Bernie were tied up at 21 apiece. That game's got to be close to halftime, Coach Duke. Uh, that's the uh, team that's waiting for, waiting for the winner of tonight's game uh, in the same bracket that we're in. But uh, tonight, Wildcats in control, 28-14. Hopefully they can keep this up in the next 24 minutes. Georgetown's in a tough district, Mike. There, I think the record's uh, eight and three right now, but they they got a heck of a heck of a route to go through the through the regular season. But you know, we we came out with a little little bit of our old power formation in the first half right there. We we're running the ball really well. Came back and uh, hit Robbie for a couple touchdown passes, and, and one of that that last run there by Gage Lamb was you know was a it was a great turning point in the game right there because. Didn't look like we had much going on that pass play. Was, everything was covered. They dropped back. You know, I think they only rushed three. And when he rolled out to his left side, everybody went to the left side of the field right there. And he just cut it back up the middle and made a great move on a defender at about the 40-yard line and brought it all the way down to the five-yard line. So good, good job by the Cal on offense. You know, it's about it was probably about 50-50 run or a little bit, little bit more on the rushing side. But did a good job passing the ball when we needed to. And we've got some uh, first-half stats here for you, Mike. Time of possession. Cowan is leading 13-59 to 9-53. They ran 33 plays to Sherryland 29. First downs tonight, Cowan has 17. Sherryland has 7. Rushing yards tonight, Cowan rushed for 278 yards there in the first half. Sherryland's only 56. Uh, passing yards, Cowan 47. Sherryland 130 for a total of 325 yards for the Cats and 186 for Sherryland. Penalties, you know, a couple of us, a couple of them hurt us. We had four for 35. They had three for 25. Rushing tonight, Brown over 100 yards in the first half on 15 carries at 112 yards. Lamb, seven carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. Barrett doing his thing again tonight. Six carries, 54 yards and those two touchdowns. That one there late, a great side and play over the uh, over the end zone. On their side, rushing, uh, Campos has 11 rushes for 55 yards and a touchdown. Tornero has one, one rush tonight for uh, five yards. I think the uh, – 
Looks like we're missing one, Mike. I think their their receiver, number 15, Carter's got some got some yards tonight, but it's not listed on here. Looks like passing three or four, 47 yards for in a touchdown for Lamb. Campos on the other side, uh, seven of 14 for 130 yards and a touchdown. Receiving tonight, Robbie has two catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Gaddis has one for four. On the other side, Alan Eves, three for 81. Carter has four for 49 in that uh, that touchdown. And like I said, the final possession count seeing that 13.59 to 9.53. So I was thinking about it, I guess, there toward the end. It was, it was kind of fooling me a little bit. But we have ran the ball a little bit more than we have, have thrown the ball. But like I said, we've only, we've only thrown the ball four times. And Gage has been, has been uh, successful on three of them for 47 yards of a touchdown. So well of a job by offense there. We just just had a, that bad snap was the only thing that really uh, really was the only hiccup there in the first half. And, you know, Duke, you talked about it all week. These uh, Wildcats practiced uh, their spread – yeah, their spread uh, formation, passing game. They came out with a two tight end that just shows you the execution that these players are able to come out and do. They've done a great job tonight with that running game and a uh, great job by this uh, defensive line and front line. Campos has had a couple of busted plays where he's picked up some nice yardage. But, the, uh, you know, Wildcats right now leading 28-14 to 14 over Sherryland. Coming to you live from Javelina Stadium on a beautiful Friday night. Temperatures were at 72 degrees when we got this game started. Uh, it's cooled off, not much, but it's 70 degrees currently here in Kingsville on a beautiful Friday night area round of the playoffs. We just mentioned to you that uh, above, uh, the, on the top half of the bracket, uh, the winner of tonight, uh, you know, will take on the winner between Bernie Champion and Georgetown. They are currently tied up at 21 apiece, and they are at halftime. We'll be back. We're going to take a break here on the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. You're listening to Carolina Wildcat Football. And 1360 KKTX. Clear. I ran out of cough drops. I don't want to take my last cough drop. You've been running through that too? Yeah. That's why you can't always talk tonight. Oh, yeah. Those uh, those emergency drinks or whatever, it's like full of vitamin C. I drink at least three a week. Really? Yeah. Where you CVS, wherever. I got like a big pack. So I just I drink like three of them a week, and I take those uh, those uh, airborne pills or whatever. It's all for immunity. Ever since I started taking those, I feel so much better. It might just because I'm used to the, the school now, but I was sick for about two months, dude. Off and on. Hit me yesterday. Hit me yesterday, man. I started feeling bad. Ten seconds. Taking stuff last night, the last two days. Got a headache. And I don't feel good. Now my throat's hurting. Five seconds. Talking. I got you, Brian. Got you. About to check in with you. Be ready. All right. Welcome back to the uh, MC Bolton Fabrication Halftime Show. I'm Mike Guerrero alongside Coach Ryan Duke. Coming to you on a Friday night, our producer is Brian Katana. Our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton, who uh, got our, uh, was able to compile our first half stats. Now he's uh, off and about taking a little break, as he uh, uh, deservedly so. But uh, real quickly, we're going to check in with our producer, Brian Katana, on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Brian, what do you have for us? All right, got a few games at halftime. Uh, the Mathis Pirates are leading the Edna Cowboys 23-17, to and the Aransas Pass Panthers are tied at halftime against the Rice Consolidated Raiders. They each have 10 at this point. And at halftime, the East Bernard Brahmas have scored 52 over the Santa Gertrude Academy Lions. 
and they the Lions have yet to score at this point. Also at halftime, the Tidehaven Tigers have yet to score against the Odom Owls, who are leading them 21-0 to at this point. And the Hebronville Long, Longhorns are trailing the, boiling, the Bowling Bulldogs 14-36. to Back to you, Mike. All right, that's our producer, uh, Brian Katana, helping us out on our Rabelais IME scoreboard. Uh, Coach Duke, you know, here we are in the playoffs. You know, you heard Coach Tanner say there's a couple of players that are banged up, a couple of players that are fighting injuries this time of year. You know, every player, you know, has icing injuries or in the, uh, you know, the training room on Saturday morning. You know, you've been there, you've done that. But uh, you come on a Friday night, and it just seems like that adrenaline takes over, the Friday night light. Tonight, these boys have come on. They're executing well. When you've gone through an 11- and 12-game season, you know, there's going to be there's going to be some injuries. There's going to be a couple of bumps, a couple of bruises. There's probably – you know, half the guys on our side and half the guys on their side that are dealing with a little bit of something. But like you say, when you come out here and the, and the Friday Night Lights take over, the adrenaline's rushing and everything, you know, it kind of goes away. But before we got a break in the action, I got a, I got a shout-out to my family a little bit. Today, today uh, my little niece, Mia Flores, she ended up – we uh, had a little turkey trot. They, they run about a mile. And today she was over there at, at, uh, at East, I believe, and she, uh, she ended up in third place in that turkey trot. For, uh, for her grade level. My nephew, Wyatt Duke, ended up getting uh, sixth place in his. He, uh, he started towards the back, and I was, you know, I was rooting for him the whole time. He almost made it all the way up to the front. We ended up, uh, ended up finishing sixth. My, my brother was out there helping us out. Uh, did a good job, you know, leading the way for the, the kids around the neighborhood. And then my, uh, my brother-in-law, Marcus Flores, the, uh, the principal over at the middle school, his brother, uh, his, his brother's son, actually, Aiden Flores, ended up getting first place in the second grade, and he had the best time for the whole school. So they're doing some work over there in the, in the elementary ranks. So look out for my for my, my blood coming through, <laughs> coming through the ranks here pretty soon. But, um, well, you know, just to go back to your point, there's there's going to be some people that are that are hobbling along every once in a while. But, you know, getting out here and playing playing uh, playing high school football, you know, it's, it's something, to, something to cherish, and they're, they're going to remember it for the rest of their lives. So they, they'll do anything to get on the field and witnessing that tonight. Well, I mean, you, you heard about it. You know, you, you know, we talked about it before the game. Tomorrow, some of these players will be turning in their equipment. Some of these seniors will play their last high school game uh, tonight. And, uh, you know, a lot of great memories. And uh, I'm trying to think of uh, – help me out. Talking about Pedro. Uncle uh, – Uncle Rico. Uncle Rico. You know, I mean, just about how many years later, Uncle Rico was still talking about only if he had played in that state championship in high school. You know, they, they would have won that state championship. So <laughs> – it's memories that you carry on forever. You know, Al Bundy, married with children. I know it's a, it's a show, but, you know, high school football always stays with you, especially if it's played in the state of Texas. And uh, you hear so many players that go on to the next level, but it always goes back to your roots, where you grew up, where you played your peewee football, your high school football. And a lot of that is absorbed and, and carried through. So, you know, again, just another great uh, 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 sport here in Texas, and it continues to carry on. So, again, uh, I'd like to – uh, thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. Coming to you from Hobbling Stadium, as Coach Brotherton has just walked back in. Uh, maybe he got us some good information at halftime. We're going to check in with Coach Brotherton. We're going to take a break here. You're listening to Wildcat Football on the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. We'll be back on 1360 KKTX. Clear.
10 seconds. Five seconds. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. We uh, were hoping that Coach Brotherton had brought us some information back, and uh, uh, he filled us in that he's got nothing. <laughs> if we can maybe find the uh, top ten from around the state, maybe look at the uh, – do we have the playoff bracket, guys? If we got something, let's see if we can dig a little bit, try to find some information. The uh, sub-varsity report, we uh, have no more. So uh, that is, uh, is no longer, but, uh, you know, but uh, Coach uh, <laughs> Brotherton uh, – Digging deep in his uh, information. What does he have there for us, Coach Duke? Looks like we've got a top ten for 6A. It looks like uh, Southlake Carroll's in there, number 10. Alvin Manville is at 9. Springfield Westfield is uh, number 8. Or it might be Spring Westfield is at number 8. Westlake at number 7. Odessa Permian at number 6. Fairland at number 5. Lake Savage at number 4. Cibolo Steel at number 3. Katie at number 2. And Allen wrapping up the uh, top ten at number 1. See if I can get the uh, the top ten here for the 5A. It looks like Lancaster at number 10. Wiley East at the number 9. Longview at 8. Kerrville Tyvee at number 7. Alito 6. George Ranch at number 5. Crosby at 4. Temple at 3. Lake Ridge at number 2. And Cedar Park remaining at number 1. 11-0 unbeaten on the year. They uh, defeated Bastrop last week, 49-14. to In the uh, Class 4A rankings, number 10, Coffin. Number 9, Aveline Wiley. Number eight, Liberty Hill. Number seven, Stafford. Number six, Liberty. Number five, China Spring. Number four, Waco La Vega. Number three is Argyle. Number two, Kinnedale. And number one, Navasota undefeated at 11-0 beat West Columbia last week, 52-16. In the uh, Class 3A rankings, we got number 10, Shallow Water. Number nine, Sunnyvale. Number eight, Grandview. Number seven, Teague. Six, Kirbyville. Number five is Wall. Number four, Manola. Number three, Brock. Number two, Potswell. And number one is uh, Cameron Yo coming in with a 10 and 1 record. Beat McGregor last, last week, uh, 35 to 7. In the, uh, oh, I skipped the one here. Mike, sorry about that. Looks like uh, the uh, 4A Division 2. We got number 10, Belleville. Number nine, Center. Number eight, Orange Grove. Number seven, Giddings. Number six, Sweetwater. Number five, Sinton. Number four, Navarre. Number three, Gilmore. Number two, Solana. And number one, West Orange Stark. They uh, beat Scarborough 63 to nothing last week. In the 3A rankings, yeah, the 3A Division One rankings, we got 10. Oh, I let that one off. Man. I'm skipping myself. Here we go. Uh, it's those alma maters that are kind of throwing you out. I'm surprised to see it in here. Here you go, uh, Top three in, or top ten in the 3A Division II rankings. we got Henrietta, number nine, Newton. Another hometown team right here, number eight, Odom. Number seven, Adaloo. Number six, Post. Number five, Cisco. Number four, Blanco, or Blanco. Number three, Wascom. Number two, Franklin. And number one, East Bernard. i got some family in East Bernard. I had some, uh, some teachers over there that, uh, that taught over there at East Bernard. They're coming in at nine and two. They won 61 to nothing last week. In the uh, 2A Division One rankings, we got 10, New Deal, 9, Love Lady, 8, Stratford, 7, Shelbyville, 6, Crawford, 5, Rafugio, number 4, Alto, number 3, Mason, number 2, Shiner, and number 1, Canadian. They came in at 11 0 beat Hell since they're 70 to 15. And to finish it up, we got 
Class 2A Division 2 rankings, number 10, Louise, number 9, Crosbyson, number 8, LaFire, number 7, Munster, number 6, Vega, number 5, Seagraves, number 4, is that Iran? Iran. 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 Number 3, Fall City, number 2, Albany, and number 1 is Bremen. They're 11-0. They beat Kennedy last week, 61-6. to Awesome. Maybe the uh, the music that was playing in the background was kind of throwing you off a little bit. <laughs> there was something throwing me off. Either that or I can't read anymore. I don't know what to do. All right. That's our top ten from around the state. I'd like to thank uh, Coach Weatherton uh, for uh, providing us with that information and Coach Duke for being kind enough to read that off for us. We are at halftime at Havelina Stadium. Wildcats 28-14. to 14. I'll be back. We're going to take a break right here on the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. Clear. You get some Gatorade off the sideline? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I went over there because they were handing them out earlier, so I went over there to see if they had any left. They weren't. So I just went up to one of the pinners and was like, hey, I'm going to take this. Like, All right, yeah, go ahead. All right, see you later. <laughs> Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five seconds. All right, welcome back to the MC Welding and Fabrication Halftime Show. The uh, Wildcat Band is wrapping things up. Tiger Rad, always one of my favorite little tunes, always seems to get me pumped up, as the uh, band always does a great job, led by uh, Director Mike Ewing. As they are on the sideline right now. Great performance by the uh, Kelama Wildcat Band. Wildcats have made their way onto the field. They are on the right side, making their way onto the field. Rattlers are warming up to the end zone to our left on the uh, south end zone. Wildcats won the toss. They deferred to the second half, so they should receive here to start the uh, second half. It's going to, again, depend on what side the uh, de- uh, the uh, Rattlers want to defend. Wind, really not a factor tonight. To say you want to have a wind at your back, uh, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter. Dude. So let's see what the uh, Rattlers decide to do here, and we'll, we'll go forward here in this third quarter. Wind's kind of non-existent. I got that, that front coming through this weekend, so, you know, it's uh, I would say it's calm before the storms. So like you said, there's not much, uh, you know, just, Flip a coin and see what side you want to go to. And uh, from a coaching standpoint, you know, we got a 28-14 lead, and we've been running the ball well. We had 278 yards rushing in the first half. So as a coaching standpoint, you want to run the ball, run that clock out, and uh, keep a lead. It's just coming down to execution here in the second half. As long as we can do the exact same thing we did in the first half, move the ball on them through the ground, you know, just uh, just make that clock go away, basically. Run out the clock and, and hold on to that lead and make some, uh, some, make some stops on defense. We should just come out here, uh, come out here victorious just, like I said, it's going to come out to uh, execution here in the second half. Keep the uh, offense off the field for Sherryland. Control the clock. Hold on to the ball. A couple of key factors here 
in the second half. Keys to, to, to a victory, I guess we can call it. So uh, as we have two minutes. Might be a new segment there, Mike. There go. Keys to Keys a victory. There you go. Well, we got a new one now. There you go. Well, on the fly, I got it on the fly. On the fly, always doing something on the fly. I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. I'm Mike Guerrero, alongside Coach Ryan Duke, bringing you play-by-play action on Wildcat football. We try to do our best uh, to, to give you the game, try to call the game the best we can. Hope you, uh, you enjoy our broadcast. I'd like to thank everybody for taking time out of their Friday night to be with us at home, at work, in your car, wherever you're at. Thanks for being with us on a Friday night. If the uh, Wildcats are playing, we'll be bringing you uh, the uh, play-by-play action uh, guaranteed we'll be right here on 1360 KKTX this weekend, this upcoming week, shall I say, is Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we'd like to wish everybody a safe, uh, safe and happy holiday, uh, celebrating with your family, your loved ones, as we approach the holiday season. Uh, the Wildcats, again, right now leading 28-14. to 14. It's, you know, it's always great when you're playing on Thanksgiving, and uh, you know, you'd be looking at playing possibly on Friday. Uh, maybe a Saturday matchup. We, we don't know the exact schedule. We do know that uh, depending on the outcome of the uh, Bernie-Georgetown game, if it is Bernie, that game will be played here in Corpus Christi. If it's Georgetown, we will be heading to San Antonio. And boy, I should like to be back here in uh, Corpus next week, uh, you know, here with the family and enjoying the holiday season. But whatever it is, Duke, I guarantee these boys will just be happy to move on to the next round. It will be nice to play at home, but, you know, at the beginning of the year, you you tell your players, you know, you, you play for December, and that's where you want to be at the end of the year. And like you said, if you can, if you're playing around Thanksgiving, you're doing, you're doing the right thing. If we have to go on the road, we got to go on the road. But it would be nice to stay at home. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we can uh, we can hold on to this lead here in the second half, and then just figure out who we're going to play next week. But we got a tough task here in the second half, just to uh, you know, milk that clock and keep keep their offense off the field. Got to close the door. You're exactly right, uh, Coach Danner. Again, trying to pick up another playoff win. 31 consecutive years in the playoffs for the Carolina Wildcats. Sherry Land uh, last week pulled off the upset, the first uh, Valley team to uh, beat the Wildcats in the playoffs. So that's uh, a feather in their cap that uh, they can uh, they can claim. But again, tonight doesn't mean nothing if they can't come back and do it again the second night. Wildcats have made their way onto the field. We got two seconds remaining here in the uh, halftime show. We're going to take our last break. We'll be back with the opening kickoff of the third quarter. You can listen to the MC Welding and Fabrication halftime show on 1360 KKTX. Clear. One minute, one minute. All right, one minute. Ten seconds. Gotcha. Five seconds. All right, welcome back. Mission Sherry, I'm sorry, Sherryland has elected to uh, kick from right to left, so uh, they will defend the north end zone. Wildcats will receive to our left-hand side. 
For those of you familiar with Halloween Stadium, that's opposite of the scoreboard. As the Wildcats will drive left to right. Number seven, Kalani Ibarra stands inside its 10-yard line. I'd like to thank uh, Tiffany's Dance Studio for sponsoring our internet broadcast tonight. A little different look from our return team. We only got one guy back deep. Back deep, it might have been from the, uh, the earlier kickoff. They came out with a split kick and then that, that line drive to uh, one of our up backs. So, only oh, have one back. Looks like he bought it. Will be the lone man back there with uh, like Chris and it's like 23. Weishardt will be right in front of him. Lance with the kickoff. Who called a fair catch? It looks like they're going to say that Weishardt called a fair catch on that one, Mike. I, didn't see I never saw the anything. hand come up. I just thought it was the way he was running there, but it doesn't look like Whitehart has much to uh, much to say about it, so he might have just put his hand up in the air there late. Well, whatever the case, Wildcats will take it at the 18-yard line, but there was really nobody around him, dude. No, he came straight over to the uh, the coach's booth over here, or the coach's sideline right here, and Coach Vasquez just had a couple words with him, asking him what, what he was thinking. He's over here shaking his head a little bit, but... I didn't see much of anything right there, but evidently on that side, the uh, looked like the, the the official over there on the on the back sideline right there just called the play dead as soon as he caught the ball. So he, he evidently saw it, and Whitehart's not complaining about it, so I'm guessing he did it. First down and 10, Wildcats at the 18-yard line. Two tight end set. Brown in the backfield. Hand off to Brown, going on the left side. Brown cutting up field, and he'll pick up. About four, about four yards on the play. We'll call it second down and six. Back to our bread and butter there. Just motion across the, the uh, formation right there. Turn around and give it to Brown. See if we can pick it up there on first down. Another another good job by offensive line. They've been doing some some really good work tonight getting some push. Looked like, uh, looked like Brown was his first first contact was about four yards after the line of scrimmage. So another good job by offensive line getting some push. Wildcats opening drive of the third quarter. Age Lamb is your quarterback. Ryder Duff motions across the line of scrimmage. Hand off again to Brown. Brown lunging forward. He's going to be close to a first down. It looks like he's going to have enough. It is a first down. Same play back to back again, Mike. When you run a spread offense, you kind of go no huddle and you just get up to the line. If the, uh, if the defense can't really defend it, you just go back to the same play so they can stop it. We're not running no huddle, but they haven't shown they can stop it. Like I was saying in the, in the uh, halftime show there, we ran the ball for about 280 yards, so might as well just keep pounding away and uh, keep their offense off the field. Brown in the backfield. Brown takes the handoff. Brown on the left side, and Brown again picks up about five yards in the play. Same play once again. Motion to the far side, just running over there behind the left side of our line. Looks like number uh, <clears throat> sorry about that, number 74, Logan Thomas getting a good push over there and just running up right behind him, picking up another five yards on first down. Offensive line for the Wildcats, your centers, Ryan Everett, your guards, Nick Chivori, Matt Cade, your uh, tackles, Logan Thomas, and Carson Tips. Second down, we'll call it five. Handoff, coming to the right side is number 22, Elijah Hawkins. And Hawkins looks like he got pulled down. Kind of odd. I don't know if he got pulled down by the shoulder pad or. Looks like they had a couple guys on him. Like I think he, uh, they had him by the ankle a little bit. That's why like, kind of went down a little funny, but. Good play right there around the right side. That time we uh, we picked the the uh, run to the left side there once again, and then just gave it to him around the outside. And he picked up about about ten or twelve yards there to pick up another Kyle and walk out first down. 
Brings the ball to the uh, 47-yard line near hash mark. Wildcats driving left to right. Clock down to 9.56. Wildcats have been running the ball here in the uh, third quarter. Hand off to A.J. Brown. He's going to be met in the backfield this time. Number 32 making the uh, tackle for the uh, Rattlers. That's uh, Dylan Salinas, the uh, linebacker. Salinas did a good job uh, setting his block right there. We ran the same play. Four out of the five times that we ran the ball here in the second half, and that time he was he was ready for it. Just got his uh, got the, the offensive lineman off of his feet right there. Just kind of shrugged him away, and then came up and made a good pop right there on Brown. Only a uh, gain of one on the play, second down and nine. Toss sweep Brown coming to the left side, and Sherry Lamb playing that one well. Minimal gain, maybe a yard. Going to bring up third down and eight. Number 80, Jacob Sullivan right there, the defensive end, and then number six, Brandon Garcia, that outside left corner right there, did a really good job making him turn that one back up. And when you can make a toss play, turn back up, you got everybody there waiting for Brown. So only going to pick up about two yards, going to set up a third and long, right up the uh, 49-yard line of the Cats. So looks like we're bringing our spread personnel, going to see if we can go through the air maybe here, Mike. Robbie, not on the field, as a wideout. Four wide receivers for the Wildcats. Shotgun formation, looking downfield, looking for his wide receiver, and this one's going to be caught. I believe that's number 14. It is Caden Floyd on the nice reception by the sophomore wide receiver. Heck of a catch there by Floyd going up and catching the ball away from his body. The defender right there, number three, Thomas, he uh, had good positioning on him right there. The ball was thrown up and away from him. That was a good ball there by, by Land throwing it away from the defender, and then Floyd going up and getting that one, climbing the ladder a little bit, catching the ball away from his body. So. Good execution there on third down. All wide receivers for the Wildcats. They'll stay in the spread formation. They toss this one to number one on the far side. That's John Gaddis breaking tackles, tipping under a would-be tackler, and he's going to pick up about nine yards of the play. He went back to Gaddis a couple of times with that little short pop right there. That time it looked like they snuffed it out. They had two defenders right there, but he did a really good job, like you said, kind of, <laughs> kind of sliding under one of them and, and stiff arming the other, picking up shoot about nine yards right there on that play. So. Good job right there getting yards up to catch my Gaddis. Second down and one for the uh, Wildcats. I was kind of looking for Robbie. He's, uh, He's right here. being worked on right here on the sideline by the uh, trainer. Looks like they're working on that uh, right hand. Handoff, A.J. Brown. Right up the middle, Brown to the uh, 25. Straight dive play right there. Just get the ball and hand it off to him. Let him run behind the line. They've been, like I said, all night, they've been getting some great push. So you just give him the ball, go right at him, and kind of just – it helps out with those blitz packages that they're coming with. You don't know where they're really coming from all the time, so the best way to defend that as a as an offensive team is just to run right at them. So if they, they can just put themselves out of the play in that time, that's exactly what they did. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. The officials asking for the uh, play clock to be reset. Now, they, uh, now they're ready to go. Shotgun formation, four wide receivers. Hand off to Brown. Trips up on his own foot in the backfield. But look at that downfield block. Who is that? 75. Look at that great block. That's uh, mate Matt Cade pancaking his, uh, the man in front of him. They've been doing it all night, Mike. We just haven't seen it because they've been inside that time. We're in the spread formation. He's just running this guy down the field. It's a heck of a job finishing off that block by Cade. Minimal gain on the play. We'll call it second down and eight. A.J. Brown in the backfield, four wide receivers. Trips to the near side. Ray Hill, the single wide out, split up top. And off to Brown. 
Keeper fakes to Brown. Lamb keeps it right side. Lamb pulled down by the back of his shirt. Almost lost his pants there. Maybe just one of some of the action there. Mike could have given that ball. Howard's taking it, and that time he decided just to keep it. Just one little piece of the action. Brown's getting all the carries here, so he just he just pulled it right there, went around the outside, picked up the first down. Gained by Gage Lamb. Hobbs. Caden Floyd. Flip to the near side. Gaddis. Neal's foot wide up top. A.J. Brown sound, uh, stands to the left of Lamb. Wildcats inside the red zone. Showing blitz, option play. Lamb fakes it, keeps it. Ball comes loose, and it looks like Brown's able to fall back on top of it. Dangerous play there by Lamb. Yeah, decided to fake the pitch right there, Mike. I would have liked to see him just give it to Brown. It looks like he had a little bit of space right there. As soon as he faked that pitch, he tried to cut it up, and there was a couple of guys just sitting there waiting for him. But would have liked to see him, you know, just just toss that one out. When he he went with that fake, he kind of didn't really get the ball back into his body, and when he got hit, he just let go of the ball, and luckily Brown was right there to pick up the pick up the fumble. Going to set us back about five or six yards here. Going to set up a second and long, or right inside the 20-yard line. Second down and 14. <clears throat> Wildcats stay with the spread formation. Shotgun. Lamb looking downfield. Plenty of time now. Steps up. Looking, and he just drops the ball. He was taken off downfield, Duke, and somehow the ball just came and dropped out of his hand. Looked like he was a little uncertain there, Mike. He kind of Came out of the pocket, and you know earlier he did the same thing and was able to bust it for a big game. But that time when he when he got through the line of scrimmage or almost the line of scrimmage right there, they came off their their receivers and then, then he decided to throw the ball. And when he when he tried to pick up the ball, basically the, to get in the dome position, the ball just came out loose. Looks like uh, Robbie's going to check out check back into the game. I guess he's taped up and ready to go here on third and long. Also in on the game, number three, Phil Hobbs, split wide to the near side. So Robbie will split wide up top. Wildcats trips to the near side. Probably going to Robbie here, Mike. Take it to Brown. Yeah, Lamb coming around the right side and still on his feet. And now he'll be hit out of bounds by the uh, linebacker, number 50. Jorge Mendoza knocking him out of bounds. And uh, that'll bring up a fourth down and 11. And you'll see number 87, Wilson, come in for the uh, field goal attempt. You know, earlier in the game, we saw him check out of a couple of plays and ended up going to a dive play that worked for us. And that time we had a run called. And it looked like he could have checked out of that one because they went to a uh, went to a man coverage right there. They only had one guy over the top, and Robbie was over there manned up by himself. And I was hoping he would just check off and go right to Robbie right there with the, with the third and long and see what he could do. But stuck with the run play and uh, ended up coming up short there on third down. 32-yard field goal for Wilson. This one is going to be wide right. No good. 429. Remaining in the third quarter, Wildcats come up with no points. They lead, though, 28-14 to 14 over the Rattlers. I'll be back with more Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Thirty seconds only, Brian. Thirty seconds only. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds Compos hands off to Carver not much room on the right side apologize that's not Carver that's Klein on the 
on the run. First time we've seen him tonight, Mike, with a little draw play right there. Only going to pick up about two yards. Looks like he's going to go up-tempo right here, no huddle. Get up, get up to the line and run a play. Rattlers trying to go at their wide receiver, and this one off the hands of John Gaddis. Tough play there for Gaddis. You know, he looks like if you're looking from the stands, it just hit him right in the hands, but it went right through the, the uh, extended receiver, Alan Easton's hand, so that might have, might have offset his timing right there a little bit. They get his hands up as, as quickly as, as he wanted to because the, the uh, wide receiver there just kind of went up for the ball, went straight through his hands, and just offset that timing a little bit. Third down play coming up. Cobbles with a slant. Hits his wide receiver. He's hit. It's number 12. Still on his feet. Driving forward. And now he'll finally be brought down at the 39-yard line. Sophomore Blake Fine coming up with that, that catch right there. Really good route coming off the uh, – had a trip set to the top right there. The number two receiver came off on a little little drag route and just kind of settled into space right there. And Cobbles did a good job hitting him, picking up the third down. Well, now it's 38. Cobble's dropping back. Going with a hurry-up offense. Going to dump it off. Complete to the far flat. Duff missing the tackle. And the ball Barrett. comes through. Great play by Barrett. Great play by Barrett. Many has some running room. Duff was kind of in between right there. Didn't know if he wanted to go for the sack. He just lay him out and kind of got caught in between that time. And the receiver made a good job. He did a good job catching the ball right there. Then trying to pick up some extra yards. He's trying to make a move right there on Barrett. He just stuck his hand out right there. And and jarred the ball loose and then got on top of it. So, a little strip and a fumble recovery there for Barrett. Going to set up Callan in some great field position inside Rattler territory. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. 334. Wildcats kind of went away from the running game. Let's see if they go back to it here. Duke, uh, they really got that drive all the way inside the red zone, running the ball, and then just kind of went away from it. It was working there earlier. It's been working all night. And as soon as we got into that third and long, we had to pass the ball. And we just stuck with that spread formation instead of going back to the power. But here we are going back to our bread and butter, giving the ball to Brown and busting another one here for a good game. Brown picks up about 15 yards on the play. And to the uh, 32-yard line. So uh, first down for the uh, Wildcats, A.J. Brown, a freshman running back with a nice run. On both sides of the ball, Mike, we've been dominating the, uh, the trenches. Our offensive line's been getting pushed, and our defensive line's been in their back foot all, all night. They, uh, their go-to is those little short screens and stuff, but now they're down by 14, they're going to have to throw the ball deep down the field, and if we keep getting pressure on the defensive side, you know we're going to have some success, and we keep running the ball right at them, and they can't do much to stop it. Handoff, A.J. Brown, right side. Brown pushing the pile forward, and he's still going to pick up about not quite four yards on the play, but nice gain there by A.J. Brown one of those keep you honest plays right there. We motion to the left side and we just try to get a little quick hitter back to the right side to the weak side of the formation and ended up picking about four yards but that's just getting them off of their uh, off of our bread and butter because when we start going to that motion and we end up handing the ball behind it they're kind of just slaying and overloading that side so it's one of those plays where it's just kind of we're going to keep you honest and say hey we can run it back the other way too. Handoff. A.J. Brown. Right side. Brown met at the line of scrimmage. Not much room at all. He'll get to the uh, 25-yard line. Two minutes, 20 seconds remaining here in the third quarter. Wildcats with a 28-14 uh, to 14 lead. You know, Lamb's done much of it, much of his uh, his damage tonight on the ground through the through the spread because they're spreading everybody out. And once everybody gets down the field, then he starts taking off. He's not going to see much of it from the from the power set because they got two or three guys on the outside 
trying to turn everything in. Their corners do a really good job of, of setting edges out there, so we, we might not see them all that much, uh, you know, going around the outside with, with Lamb. Josh Garcia tied in on the left side. Rodden is your tight end on the right. Quarterback keeper, Lamb trying to get to the outside. He's going to be hit. He's going to be met in the backfield, and he's not going to pick up the first down. You know, as soon as I say it, Mike, we try to go to it right there, and I got these four guys on the left side. We just kind of, that time we overloaded the right side and kept all our backs on the left and didn't, didn't bring any motion or anything like that, just tried to sneak one past them. But, you know, once again, checking them on film, they're, they're outside guys do a really good job of, of keeping containment and bringing, in, bringing everything into their defensive line, their linebackers. Fourth down for the Wildcats. We're going to call it six to go. Two yards for, uh, too far for a uh, field goal. I think there's a light drizzle coming down now here in the stadium. Yeah, it started drizzling a little bit before the game. I think it's a little bit of the same thing. Looks like we're going to see if we might go to Robbie here. We're going to go for a hard count. That's what I was looking for. Lamb steps up. I'm going on the outside. Lamb will pick up the first down, and he'll step out of bounds. I was looking for that hard count. They got it, but they didn't get the snap off. Yeah, I thought they had a couple couple guys jump off sides right there, but no flag was thrown, so, you know, everybody – on their side, I think they thought they, they jumped outside too, so they didn't really move at the snap, and everybody took off, and I, I believe that was supposed to be a pitch play right there. And When that happened, they just kind of took the snap and thought it was going to be an offside zone, but that time he just took the broken play, went out to the left side where nobody was, and ended up picking up the first down, so a lucky break there for the Cats. Under a minute to play here in the third quarter. Wildcats have controlled the clock here in the second half. Handoff, A.J. Brown, right side, Brown. Longing forward, and he'll pick up about five yards in the play. Another good job off the line. It looks like Broughton right there was on the on the edge of the formation, taking his guy about ten yards down the field. So once again, we're just getting some getting some movement up there by our big ugly. Neil comes out. Robbie brings the play in. Should be the last play of the third quarter. Really, if you think about it, the uh, Rattlers only had the ball for three or four plays there in the end. About in it. In this third quarter. Handoff, Brown, right side. Brown inside the 10. We'll give him about the uh, nine-yard line. And that's going to take us to the end of the third quarter. Wildcats 28, Rattlers 14. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKPX. Clear. Yeah, they literally had the ball like three plays, didn't they? Coach? Yeah, then we drove the ball all the way downfield. Yeah. Man, now the rain's coming down. Ten seconds. Five seconds. Rain is coming down in Havelina Stadium. Clouds have opened up and the showers are coming down. Umbrellas are coming up. 
Wildcats to start the fourth quarter are inside the 10-yard line. First down, third down and goal, and it's going to be a handoff to Brown, and Brown is going to get to about the six-yard line. He'll have enough for the first down. We have an updated score on the uh, Bernie Champion-Georgetown game. They are in the third quarter. We have Bernie leading 42-38 to over Georgetown. And uh, either both teams have high potent offenses or both of them have really bad defense. Some fireworks over there for sure. I'm not sure which, uh, which it is, but I believe, you know, their offenses are pretty, pretty stacked over there, so it might be the case. First down and goal for the Wildcats. Quarterback keeper, Lamb, coming on the left side, trying to lunge forward. Ball comes loose, but they're going to hopefully say he was down. They are. Just a simple quarterback sneak there, Mike. We've been running uh, running everything to the strong side right there. We motioned across the field, and that time he just took a step back and let everybody take off to the right. And just pulled over there to the left side and almost got into the end zone. Looks like number 75, I believe, Mike, is going to be down. Looks like Matt K is going to be down there on the end zone. As the uh, training staff comes out to, to take a look at Cade, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the uh, Kalala Wildcats football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. Uh, keep it here. Let's start off with a 30, and let's see if he comes up. It looks like, is that a cramp? I'm trying to stretch his leg? Yeah, they're grabbing it. That's a good sign. They're grabbing his foot and pushing it up. Did you say you only want 30 seconds? Yeah, it's only a cramp. All right, we're coming down on 10 seconds now. Get ready for a um, uh, scoreboard. All right, I'm ready, and we're coming down on five seconds. Training staff on the goal line. It's a, uh, you don't want to say it's a good sign, but they're working on the left leg of uh, Matt Cade, trying to stretch him out. So he's on his feet, look like he's cramping a little bit. As he makes his way out the field, we're going to check in with our producer, Brian Katana, on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Brian, what do you have for us? In the third quarter right now, the Mathis Pirates are leading the Edna Cowboys 31-20. to And uh, also in the third quarter, the Aransas Pass Panthers are leading the, consolidate, uh, the Rice Consolidated Raiders 17-6. to And uh, Victoria West, the Victoria West Warriors are in their third quarter against the Mission Veterans Memorial Patriots, and they have a big lead against the Patriots, 63-8 to right now. And uh, the Sinton Pirates in the third quarter are leading the Yano Yellow Jackets, 42-6. to Back to you, Mike. All right, that's Brian Katana, our uh, producer, helping us out on our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Wildcats, after the uh, injury timeout, will be looking at a Second down and goal. Ball resting about the one-yard line. Barrett back in the ball game in the backfield, Mike. Looking for his third touchdown of the night. Barrett walks it into the end zone. Haven't stopped it all night, Mike. Same play. We've run it about at least 20 times tonight. We're just motion across the formation, turning around and going, going behind our big offensive line. Just doing a great job getting some first even there down there on the goal line. And he just basically walked into the end zone, Barrett, picking up his third touchdown of the night. Picking up the hat trick for the night. Wilson comes in for the point after. Ryder waits for the snap. Snap on the way. Wilson with the kick. This one straight enough, and it's through the upright. 
11.09 remaining in this game. Cal Allen, 35. Sherryland, 14. We'll be back on 13.60 KKTX. Clear. One minute. All right, and we're right on track with the brakes, just so you know. Good deal. I'm going to need a bigger cup. My, I'm going to oh, need a bigger cup. Go put in the bathroom. <laughs> Pour it out. End over end kick. This one taken by Carter at the 15-yard line. Carter tries to make a move. Coming around the outside. A little stop and move, and he's still on his feet. And he's going to be pushed out of bounds at the 37. And, Duke, tonight we've had trouble staying in our lanes tonight, for sure. That one definitely was on number nine, but Brent Gomez there. He's supposed to have outside contain right there. And as soon as, <clears throat> as, soon as Carter made a, little, made a couple moves right there to the inside, he, he took off his, his outside containment right there, and he tried to go in and make a tackle. And when he did, Carter just did the right thing, went around the right side and picked up a good game. I think he filled that ball on about the 10-yard line, brought it all the way out to the about the 37-yard line. So, a little, uh, you know, not not that not that good of a job right there on the outside by Gomez, but see if our, our defense can still uh, continue their, their good play tonight. Compost comes it off to his running back in the uh, flat on the far side. That's number 21. Boy, the uh, Rattlers, that's Torino, Tornero. And he's going to pick up a minimal gain on the up play. We'll call it a gain of about uh, four yards, three yards. Second down at seven. Linebackers are roaming all over the place right there. We had Barrett and Duff right there in on the tackle. So they did a really good job coming off on that on that back coming tackle. Up and up in the pocket. He's going to be hit, and he's going to be brought down. 73, Muli Ula on the sack on combo. The story of the night right there, Mike, we've been winning the, winning the battle of the trenches all night. That time, Lula just basically manhandled his guy right there. The quarterback had no chance. As soon as he got into his, into his steps right there, Lula was just right there in his face and brought him down with the, with the good little punch right there and bring him down for a, a big loss, going to set up a third and long. Shotgun formation, empty backfield. Tom Fegg's backside pressure hit as he throws, and it's going to be incomplete. Broughton had a clear shot on Campos on the backside. Kind of the same thing as last week. Broughton had a had a strip sack last week and did a good job coming off that that blitz on the edge right there and did the exact same right there. They had strips to the to the near side and that time he just came off. They only was they only had one receiver up there to the top, so he was just a free man right there. Nobody ever came and came and even touched him right there. Just free to the quarterback and almost got him for a sack. Upset that time and the ball was well overthrown. Gonna bring out the punt team for the Rattlers. Wildcats will send two men back. Gaddis and Ibarra will stand inside the 30-yard line. Punt on the way. High punt. This one's going to take a rattle of bounds and go out of bounds right at the 30-yard line.
First down and 10 for the Wildcats. 9.47 remaining in this game. Wildcats looking to move into the next round. That would be the regional quarterfinals. Is that correct, uh, Duke? I believe so. They change it every year, I feel like, with all the my extra teams yeah. coming in and stuff like that. I never can figure out which one it is. My district area. Then after that, you go into the uh, regional quarter, regional semis, and then the regional finals, and then you go to the state semifinals. Long road. What's the score, Coach? Looks like we got a little scoring update from Coach Burlington. We got a looks like champion, Birdie Champions, up 49 to 45 over Georgetown with 2:11 left in the third quarter. A lot of time left to be played in that game. Handoff from Lamb to the uh, freshman running back, A.J. Brown. 42, Roy Rodriguez coming in, making the tackle. He's going to limp off the field here, coming up and making a, a good stop right there. Might have been a little tangled on the ground, just got his, got his hand up there and brought down, brought down Brown with one hand right there. But he's going to step off the field and get some medical attention. Second down and 10. Wildcats, two tight ends. And off Elijah Hawkins. Right side. Hawkins has some room. Hawkins has the first down. Hawkins still on his feet. Lunging forward inside ter- uh, Rattler territory to the fifth, uh, 48-yard line. Going about Hawkins' third or fourth uh, carry of the night right there. Looks like we're going to have a flag, though, Mike. It might be coming back. But he, looked, he looked pretty fresh right there on that run. Took off a couple tacklers and wasn't really trying to go down at all right there, making a, a good game. But it looks like this is going to be coming back. Lamb. Talking to the coaching staff, kind of pointing over to the uh, Wildcats. I'll give a little thing to get some input from my brothers down at the ranch right now listening to the game. My my sister's on her way. Uh, not sure if it's a softball tournament or a gymnastic thing, but they're going. They're on the road listening to us tonight. And had my buddy Chuck Oliveira listening in early on 1360. So I just want to give a special thanks to you guys listening in on your, uh, your Friday night. Safe travels for everybody. Thank everybody for tuning us in on a Friday night. You have a choice. You've uh, picked the Friday night to spend it with us. So we thank you for being with us. And as uh, Coach Duke mentioned, wherever you're at, be safe. Lamb stepping up in the pocket. Got pressure. Trying to get around the outside. Being chased. And he's going to step out of bounds. Well, decided he was going to step out of bounds. Decided to take on a linebacker. Not a very wise choice there, dude. Especially with his right shoulder right there. And he's leading down on his, on his stone arm. He likes just to, just to step out of bounds. But he's trying to. Send home a message with them, but not necessary. Not necessary, especially on a on a second and long play like that. Now it's going to set up about a third and eighteen, so might come with a little screen pass or just try to get some get some and get get rid of the ball and get our defense back on the field. But something hopefully here, uh, hopefully a safe play down here close to our uh, our own end zone. Eight minutes forty seconds. Wildcats now will spread them out. Lamb dropping back. Looking downfield, got pressure. Steps up in the pocket as the uh, DB trying to spin around, and he's going to be brought down at the 22-yard line. Sure tackle there by number 35, Tiger Brisbane, coming in off the uh, outside linebacker spot, coming up and making the tackle on Gage. Looks like he was trying to juke him a little bit and try to hit him with a spin move, but good sure tackle there. Going to set up a fourth and long. Looks like our punt team might come on the field, or it might be a little quick kick. Not sure here. Looks like... Uh, Looks like Robbie's going to drop back deep to punt here. Stand at his uh, 25-yard line. This could be the first punt of the night for the Wildcats. 
High end over end punt. Fair catch by number three. That's Andres Thomas for the uh, Sherryland Rattlers. Is that our first punt of the night? I believe so, Mike. We went for it on a couple of fourth downs. And had the field goal. Field goal, so I, I think that was our first punt of the night. Not a bad sentence to be smoking in the in the fourth quarter with about seven minutes and 50 seconds left. Sherryland will have good field position. Seven minutes, 53 seconds. Shotgun formation for Campos. All resting on the 41, trying to go downfield. Lively, trying to go up and uh, tip it away, but uh, going to be overthrown to the intended receiver for the Rattlers. Had that three-receiver stack over there, Mike. Last time they went to a, uh, a little screen pass over there. This time they all went in different directions. The, the back one looked like he went shallow. The middle one went a little bit deeper, and the last one just went deep down the field. Looked like Lively had a beat on that one, kind of just jumped up, and the ball kind of just went right through his hands. Could have had an interception there. Looked like Reese Barrett was over there giving some giving him some heck for it, but no one done. Dean Chase launches it downfield and has the receiver open. Complete to number 12, the sophomore wide receiver, and a flag comes in late. Blake Klein. Campos was being chased by four different Wildcat defenders and somehow was able to loft uh, that one downfield, and the uh, receiver Klein does a nice job of uh, reeling it in. I think he's going to get us for either a pass interference or a defensive holding right here because that ball, once again, was underthrown. What do you say, Mike, pass interference? Whatever it was, they're going to decline it because the, the result of the play there. But once again, Mike, the only thing they've really completed all night has is, is been on our outside linebackers. It looks like they're just they're trying to go after that situation to stay away from our uh, stay away from our corners. Campos dropping back, pressure steps up, launches it downfield, and this one will be incomplete. That one looked like more of a pass interference than the last one there, Mike. Looks like once again they're going after number 81, Lawrence Mann. Looks like he had. Pretty good, uh, yeah, pretty good position on him. He just kind of stiff-armed him right there and had the receiver, but they, they won't get a call here. They're going to set up a second and ten. Looks like the crowd is going to get up a little bit because they, uh, looks like the, the Rattler crowd was a little upset after that play call. I'm out taking by Carolina. We'll take one with them. Seven minutes, 29 seconds. Wildcats 35 to 14 over the Rattlers. We'll be back on 1360 KKTX. That was hot. Remember on our, our highlight tape when we were winning like 56 to zero, whatever, and. They had it on the news. He was just screaming at everybody, that's the first play you've had all year. Screaming up by 50. How much time, Brian? How much time, Brian? So got about 15 seconds. Okay, I'm going to start talking. Rattlers, shotgun formation, Campos, quarterback keeper, trying to go upfield, and he's going to be met by the uh, defensive lineman, Munib Ula, number 73. 
pretty sure that play call was supposed to be a quarterback draw, and that time he just took it like a quarterback dive. A draw, he acts like he's going to throw the ball for a second and take off, especially with the uh, the pressure we've got from our defensive line. That time, I, I think he was just trying to get what he could and get out of the way, and that time he did a really good job coming up and making a sure tackle, going to set up a third and long, going to come out in there. They're double set, but they're going to have their stack wide receivers on both sides. Rodden with the pressure. Cabo's stepping up. Cabo's making tackles, and he's hit wide at the last minute. Took a shot right at the 20-yard line. Boy, did he get hit. Lawrence Mann came in there and cleaned it up for us. He made a good move on Ryder Duff right there. It looked like he was going to tackle him short of the first down, but he kind of just slipped away from him. And Lawrence Mann came in there to clean it up. He made a made a good move on, on Duff, but never saw Mann coming in right there, and he just kind of lowered his shoulder right there and gave him a good job to he'll remember that one tomorrow. Campos dropping back, hit. Boy, did Brian just hit him. Complete, though, to number eight. And number eight, lunging into the end zone. Brian just put a big hit on Campos, but it's going to be short of the end zone at the one-yard line. That's the only thing that's hurt us all night, Mike, is that little that pass play that he ends up underthrowing the ball, and the receiver comes back and makes a play on it. That's the only thing that's hurt us. We've been in great position all night. Our defensive backs have been playing Great. You know, we haven't really mentioned our defensive backs all that much because they haven't been doing anything. They've been throwing at our outside linebackers all night, and that's the first time, you know, they've really gone after one of our corners, and he basically was getting sacked right there. He just kind of threw it up, and the ball was on his own and ended up making a catch on it. Campos takes it in from one yard out, and the Rattlers are on the board 35-20 to 20 with a point after coming up. Boy, Campos is taking some hits on this drive. And he's getting crushed before the, uh, you know, before the game. Their go-to plan was to throw those screens, and everything goes through Compost. He's the he's the heartbeat of their team, and he runs the ball a lot. And like you said, he's been he's been taking some hits. I think he's been sacked three or four times tonight. And when even when he gets the ball away, he's getting he's taking a hit. So he's taking some uh, he's taking some 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 jabs tonight, but he's hanging in there and getting that one in for a touchdown. Point after coming up, this one through the upright. Six minutes, eleven seconds. Allow him thirty-five. Sherryland 21. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Man. Clear. Oh, on the on the radio, that's great. What's that? I uh, I predicted the score to be 35-14. Oh, did you? I was almost there. All right, welcome back as we are set for the uh, kickoff. Number one, Daniel Lentz tees it up at the 40. A.J. Brown, Kalani Ibarra back deep to receive. Onside kick, off the face mask. We got it back. And I believe Sherryland may have got it back. I think we got it. If we did, we just uh, have lady luck on our side. That ball bounced up and hit Gomez right in the face. We had our hands team in. 
We had gas in the game, Hobbs, Forrest Fisk, and Vada. It's like uh, Gomez. I think, uh, I believe Robbie was in the game as well. We had all our, our hand team in right there. It was a, a great onside kick right there. If you want to get that bounce, that time they, the ball bounced off. Hey, Gomez right in the face. As soon as they hit him in the face, the ball bounced off. A Fairland uh, defender right there. The ball <laughs> just came right back into Gomez's hands and he fell on the ball. So, like you were saying, another. Lucky break there for the Cats to end up on top of that one. First down and 10 for the Wildcats. Ball just shy of midfield. A.J. Brown in the backfield along with uh, number 22, Elijah Hawkins. Number 24, Ray Steele motions across the line of scrimmage. Toss sweep to A.J. Brown. Brown coming on the left side into Rattler territory. He's going to get to the 43. I'm sorry, Mike. I spilled water all over my papers and everything up here trying to get some water, but a little toss sweep right there to Brown. Did a really good job after uh, after getting that first contact. Almost picking up the first down. Had some had some guys in our backfield right there, but he just flipping off a couple defenders and picking up eight yards. Lamb, under center, quarterback keeper. On to the uh, right side, finding a little seam. Needed one, picked up three. That play right there has been there, been there all night, Mike. It's just a little quarterback. I think he just takes a step back, lets everybody take off, and then shoots out to the right side away from the uh, the strength of the formation. That time he picked up, like I said, about four yards, picking up the first down. The uh, rain has let up. It's still kind of a a little mist in the air here at Havalina Stadium. Wildcats leading 35-21 to 21 over Sherryland. Lamb under center. Hand off Brown. Right side, Brown lunging forward. Brown still on his feet. Brown spinning. Ball comes loose, and the uh, referee drops the beanbag, and they're going to give the ball to Sherryland. I wish we could have some video replay on that one, Mike. That was close. He's- Looked like his backside might have been on the ground right there before the ball came loose, but they're going to get him for the fumble. I don't know if he's even fumbled the ball one time this year, Mike. That might be his first fumble of the year. So I believe you're right. It was it's a tough one though because, like I said, he was he was spinning a little bit. It looked like his, his backside might have been on the ground a little a little bit before the ball came out. But they will give the ball to the Rattlers here on about the 27 yard line in their own territory. First down and 10. Topple dropping back, getting his wide receiver, number 12, Ryder Duff, on the coverage, and coming up to clean it up again is number 81, Lawrence Mann. Coming in and dropping that shoulder again. It's going to you tonight. This time, uh, it's like they're just going to try to go after our, our interior our interior backs. You know, our, our secondary is kind of just playing, playing their wide receivers like they should, and they're, they're just trying to get those quick hitters right there and going over the top against our outside linebackers and our inside linebackers. Tampos, pressure, Broughton chasing. Tampos still spinning and finally brought down at the 25-yard line. Kind of Johnny Manziel-esque right there, just without the, the positive result, and it ended up getting sacked for about about eight yards right there. Sprinting out to his right that time. Didn't see anything he liked, so he took off back to the left side, had some room, and then when he started to take off, all the receivers over here are on the near side, so he had nowhere to go with the ball, tried to pick up. Woody Cooper got tripped up right there by 
I believe it was Barrett back there getting him down. So, going to set up a third and long once again for the Rattlers. Ample dropping back, trying to step up, launches it downfield. And Lively, I think, will come up with the interception. Weishart. That Weishart? Yeah, yeah. Weishart in the game comes up with the interception. Austin Weishart in the game. Coming in and making a great play on the ball right there. Look like the the receiver was all over and pulled him down to the down to the turf right there. It could have been an easy defense or offensive interference call right there, but they, they don't call it and Weishart comes up with a great interception right there for the catch. Three minutes and thirty nine seconds remaining in the game. Big interception for number twenty three, Austin Weishart, the uh, junior cornerback. You know, after that last drive, Mike Wiley came over here to the sideline, and Coach Campbell was giving him a earful. So it looks like Weishart was going to spell him for a couple of plays before he threw him back in there. You know, when you get your opportunity, you got to take advantage of it. And that's exactly what Weishart did going up and, and getting that interception for the cat. Barrett takes the handoff. Barrett lunging forward. He'll come up to the uh, 47-yard line. A.J. Brown has been the workhorse tonight for this offense. Here's a young freshman running back. He's not a very big kid, but, boys, he carried the load again for this Wildcat team. I think Coach Brotherson was coming earlier. He had over 160 yards rushing, something like that, and that was early in the in the third quarter. So he's backing up the yards once again. But, you know, like I said, the, the biggest thing about it was I think I really think that, that was his, his first fumble of the year, and we're, we're right. 13, 12, 13 games into the season. So that's one thing that's going to keep you in the ball game is holding on to the ball and, and being protecting that thing. And at that, questionable call is that. Yeah. And off. Barrett. Left side. Barrett. Needed four for the first down. Picks up five. Change the move. Beto Reed is the uh, number 90, the defensive end right here. Looks like he's favoring that shoulder pretty good on the last the uh, last couple plays. He's been slow to get up. He's playing his heart out of here. You can tell he's he's in there just he's struggling, getting, getting everything he can. That time he was back in our backfield and you know, he just he couldn't couldn't end up making the tackle. But the play before, Robbie Robbie got on that shoulder and just drove him right into the ground, doing a really good job of finishing the block. And kids out there playing his heart out. He's a senior. Trying to make a play. Trying to finish out this game. Quarterback Lamb on the keeper. Comes around the near side, and uh, he's going to pick up about eight yards on the play. Got another scoring update from Coach Burton over here. Mike, looks like Georgetown has taken the lead back from – Bernie Champion, it's 52-49. to 49. Went wow. nine minutes in the fourth quarter. Still nine minutes to go in that game. 101 points scored by those two teams. And still almost uh, the whole almost fourth, the whole quarter, quarter, fourth quarter to go. Two minutes, 19 seconds remain in this game. Wildcats will have the short drive home, 30 minutes up uh, Highway 77 here. Rattlers, on the other hand, have a two-hour drive to get home. Handoff, Barrett, right side, Barrett, pulling his way over the right side, and he'll have enough for the first down. I've been noticing some, some stuff, Mike, from about eight and a half left to go in this game. Gage Lamb's doing a heck of a job in there with the huddle control and everybody. They're letting the play clock go down to about two or three seconds every time we snap the ball, you know, just milking that clock, trying to get everything we can off of it. You know, we're still, as the, uh, you know, look at him right now, he's just walking back into the huddle. we still got 20 seconds left to go in the play clock, so. We'll probably break the huddle with about 10 seconds left to go and then come up and, uh, you know, snap it with about five or six seconds on the clock. Ryan, reminds me of the uh, 
it Austin Marshall that we played in Victoria? And I think, uh, McCollum. Austin yeah, McCollum. McCollum. I think you were running every second off that play clock and uh, just, just, trying to... just hoping to play it. It would take a little bit faster. <laughs> Austin McCollum. Boy, they had that big defensive end. I can't remember the kid's name. I can't remember. But he was about 6'6 six, six and weighed about, two, about 300 pounds and was a wall to move. Yeah, yeah. a big kid. That's some talent on that team for sure. One minute, 44 seconds remaining in this game. The Wildcats, 35-21 to 21 over Sherryland. They uh, are looking to move into the next round. The uh, winner of tonight's game will face the winner of Georgetown, Bernie Champion. You heard the Duke uh, reporting. They're in a shootout right now, 51-49. to 49. We got another score in that game, Mike. It's 56-52 to 52 Bernie <laughs> Champion now. Seven minutes and 47 seconds left to go. So less than two minutes. That's like a second question. Who, who, who do y'all have scouting? Do y'all have one? Who's scouting that game for us? It might be Medina. I think Medina's probably out there. Coach Medina's been doing a heck of a job all year on the road. I'll tell you what. Uh, whoever's scouting that game, boy, they should come back with a notebook full of notes. <laughs> probably a huge grin on the face, too. Like, man, <laughs> you'll never guess what I saw. <laughs> one minute, 38 seconds. Wildcats will advance into the third round of the playoffs. Thanksgiving week. Again, as we mentioned, anytime you're playing in Thanksgiving, you're doing something right. The Sherryland Rattlers, their season will come to an end tonight. They'll come out 7-5, uh, and five, barring a huge disaster here with 138 left to go in this game. So, Mike, before the game, we're looking over at their, uh, their sideline, and it wasn't the crowd like you were saying like last year, but you know, they filed a, a pretty good amount of people in as the game started. It looks like they're, uh, they're starting to thin out a little bit more. But they brought a pretty good crew after, after the game started. Looks like the uh, Rattler has lost his bite. He's heading to the locker room. The uh, mascot across the uh, far sideline. Yeah, I don't know if it was just us or what, but it sounded like they were kind of mocking us every time we score a touchdown. We have our cheerleaders go in the end zone and do some backflips and stuff like that, counting out all their points. and. Looked like their their sideline was mocking us. They didn't have anybody flipping or anything. Look at Gage Slam running over people. Gage Slam needed was just trying to do a little quarterback sneak. He kept driving his legs, spinning, side, just driving forward, and he finds himself at the six yard line. It's got himself pumped up down there. It's a good feeling, you know, when you're running a quarterback sneak, trying to get two or three yards, and end up getting twenty. So kids, <laughs> kids feeling it down there right now. One minute, 17 seconds, and look for Coach Danaher and, and the uh, staff here. I'm looking for the uh, victory formation, taking a knee, you think? Nope. Not after last year's performance, Mike. You know, they, they took us down. I, I figured we'd try to sneak one back in again. You're right. A.J. Brown on the carry to the three-yard line. Yeah, wanted, to, wanted to sound off one more time for the cheerleaders. You know, they were mocking us there earlier, and we kind of set that up not letting them score anymore. So we can put something on the board here. It looks like we're just going to let the time run out there. It might call a timeout real quick. See what we're going to do here. Under 40 seconds here to go in the game. Play clock about, uh, about 20 seconds. Doesn't look like we're going to call a play here. 29 seconds remaining for the Wildcats. Pick up their second victory here in the playoffs. Havelina Stadium. Wildcats kind of spoiled us this year. We haven't been on the road very much at all. Last week we were at home tonight in Kingsville, hoping that uh, 
Bernie can pull this one out. We can be at home next week. We only had four road games this year. One of them was Flower Bluff, Tolosa Midway, and two Corpus Christi schools. So we really have not been on the road much at all. This is probably our furthest road trip we've had. Yeah, here at Flower Bluff is about the same, yeah. about the same distance. So, I mean, everything's been close to home, and you can't ask for anything better than that. Boys tonight will be able to get home at a decent time. 19 seconds remaining in this game. Wildcats take a timeout. Looks like we're lining everybody up on the 50-yard line. Mike, so we might just take a knee here. Players starting to line up at the 50, as uh, Coach Duke mentioned. <laughs> Gage Lamb. Huddles up the uh, team. Now they'll come up to the line of scrimmage. Race Barrett in the backfield. Wildcats overload the left side. The quarterback keeps it. Gage Lamb, he's going to drive it forward, and he's going to take it into the end zone. It's down, Cal Allen. Quarterback been there all night, Mike. They've been overloading that strong side. We had uh, everybody lined up on the left side right there, and they planted that way. They're leaving a hole right there to the right side. That time he just lowered his head to the right side of our center, and just followed everybody in the end zone. Probably around about the four-yard line there, Mike. About a three-yard touchdown. Three-yard touchdown. So he, could have, he probably could have ended up going for about ten yards there, but only needed three to get in the end zone. That's exactly what he did. Going to end up uh, with the extra point here, Kyle, leading 41-21 to 21 with 15 seconds left. Snap on the way, kick. This one through the upright. Cal Allen, 42. Sherryland, 21. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear. They don't even do backflips anymore. There you go. Oh, they're going by two. That's a little different. <laughs> they used to do backflips. Now they're doing something else. Ten seconds. I guess they're not going to count this time. Five seconds. Gotcha. Wilson tees it up at the 40-yard line. Wildcats 42, Rattlers 21. High end-over-end kick. This one taken at the 10-yard line. Wildcats will have to try to stay in their lane. This one, a backward pass to Seth, and now he's going to launch it over to the left side, and it's going to be picked up. Nope, still on the ground. Wilson trying to pick it up, and he's going to roll out of bounds with no time left on the clock. Rattler's trying a little bit of razzle-dazzle, and it goes to Noah Dale. The final from Rattler from uh, Havelina Stadium, shall I say. Cal Allen 42, Cherryland 21. We'll be back with more Wildcat football on 1360 KKTX. Clear.
What's the other? What score do you have? What's the most recent? Fifty-nine to fifty-six. <laughs> Georgetown. Still fourth quarter. Seconds. Gotcha. All right. Welcome back to the Rabelais INE postgame show as both teams are uh, shaking hands across midfield. The uh, final, Cal Allen, 42 to 21 over uh, Sherryland. Want to give you an updated score real quick on the uh, Georgetown. Bernie Champion game, and that game is just going crazy up in uh, wherever they're playing that. I don't know if it's in San Antonio or, or wherever, but the uh, last score we had, it was a 59. 59-56. 59-56. Georgetown. Georgetown, and there's still time left on the clock. That is not a final. 59-56. to 56, Georgetown over Bernie Champion. That's who the Wildcats await to find out who they'll be playing next week. But tonight, it's the Catalan Wildcats with a victory, 42-21 to 21 over Sherryland. It is the final. We're going to check in real quick with our producer, Brian Katana, check in with some of the local scores happening here around Corpus Christi. Brian, what do you have for us? Right now, the Mathis Pirates are in the fourth quarter with the Edna Cowboys, and they're tied. They have 31 apiece. And uh, the Rancis Pass Panthers are also still in their fourth quarter against the Rice Raiders. And they're trailing the Raiders right now, 17-30. to 30. Uh, Here's another game in the fourth quarter, the Hebronville Longhorns against the Bowling Bulldogs. The Longhorns are trailing the Bulldogs, 26-50. to 50. And uh, Taft Greyhounds are still in their third quarter against the Blanco Panthers. And the Greyhounds are trailing the Panthers, 15-30. to 30. Back to you, Mike. All right, that's our producer, Brian Katana, helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. Uh, I'd like to thank him for helping us out tonight. Back at home, uh, keeping you posted with all our games that are happening back uh, in the South Texas area. And, again, just a great help, our producer, Brian Katana, helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. The final, Cal Allen 42, Sherryland 21. Wildcats improved to 10-2. and two. And Sherry Land will drop to 7-5 and five as their season has come to an end. Coach Brotherton working hard to our left-hand side, getting the stats. As we'll come back, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the post-game show brought to you by Rabelais INE. Clear. One minute, one minute. All right, uh, one minute. Yeah, it's been a long night. i got a sore throat and I'm not feeling good.
Welcome back to the uh, Rabelais INE postgame show as we're coming to you live from Hobbelina Stadium. Primetime crew coming at you. I'm Mike Grill alongside Coach Ryan Duke, our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton, working hard. And you just heard from our producer, Brian Katana, back at the studio helping us out with our Rabelais INE scoreboard. The Wildcats 42 to 21 over Sherryland as Coach Adami and the Sherryland Rattlers will head back home. Their season has come to an end as they will start preparing for next season. Wildcats will move on to the third round. Turkey Day. They'll be playing on uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, date and time to be announced. Again, we do know if it's Bernie Champion, it'll be in Corpus Christi. If it is Georgetown, it'll be in San Antonio. So we have an updated score. Champion has just taken the lead, 63 to 59, with 4:45 left to go in the fourth quarter. And that is just ridiculous, Duke. Uh, it's going to come down to whoever has the ball last. I think they're just trading scores right now. Sounds like they're just uh, blowing. You know, just kind of punching each other and just. Uh, at some point, you would think somebody will come up with a stop, maybe a turnover or something, but that game has just been going crazy. Where's that game being played at, by the way? Does anybody know? Um, I don't think it says on here, Mike. No? It says Georgetown's the home team, so it might be something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Whatever the case, but it is a shootout for sure. I'd like to, again, want to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. As uh, Coach Brotherton help us out with the stats, uh, Duke, what do we have? All right, tonight it was uh, <laughs> second half was – Totally dominated by by the Cats. I think we're looking at it. Sherry Lane only ran four plays in the third quarter. The time possession ended up being in Cowan's favor by a, a large margin. It was 32-29 for the Cats and only 15-16 for, for Sherry Lane. So it's a great job by by offense and then our defense coming in and making some plays. Uh, first downs for the night, Cowan ended up with 29. Mission with 10. Uh, rushing yards, 463 for the Cats. Rushing yards for Sherryland, 59. Passing yards tonight for Cowan, 66 yards, 208 on Sherryland's side for a total of 529 yards for the cast tonight. So Sherryland's 267. Penalties ended up with a 6 to 50 for the Cats, 3 for 25 for the Rattlers. Rushing tonight, A.J. Brown carried the lows, 29 carries for 187 yards. Lamb ended up with a 22 carries tonight for 185 yards and two touchdowns and back. <laughs> came in and put the ball in the end zone three times with 12 carries and 78 yards. On the uh, Sherryland side, Campos ended up with 16 carries for 56 yards and two touchdowns. Passing tonight, Gage Lamb. Um, not a lot of passes on tonight, but a very effective night. Five of six for 66 yards and a touchdown. Campos ended up 13 of 25 for uh, 208 yards, a uh, touchdown on that late interception. Receiving tonight, Robbie ended up with two catches for 43 yards and a touchdown. Receiving on the uh, Sherryland side, Allen East ended up with four catches for 100 yards. Carter had four catches, 49 yards, and a touchdown. And like I said, the uh, story of the night, 32 minutes and 29 seconds um, for the Cal and Wildcats time possession and 15 minutes and 16 seconds for Sherryland. Great game for the Cal and Wildcats. They'll advance to the next round. And, again, we wait the winner between Georgetown and Bernie Champion. Those are our stats. Uh, Put together by our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton. The final from Cal Allen. Cal Allen 42, Sherryland 21. We'll be back to wrap things up 
on the Rabelais I&E postgame show. Clear. One minute, one minute. Seconds. Trying to get through. Still? Five seconds. Shoot us a text. Have you got my number? Shoot me a text. Go mine. All right, Mike. All right. Welcome back to the uh, Rabelais INE postgame show. Uh, we have, uh, have a final here at Hopalina Stadium. The Wildcats, 42. The 21 over Mission Cityland. Coach Pierce, you know, anytime you can get into the second round, come away with a win. And for the most part, fairly healthy. I mean, again, they're going to have some, some minor tweaks and uh, injuries. But for the most part, we saw, uh, you know, our, one of our offensive linemen go down. And luckily, it was just a cramp. He was able to get back up and get back into the game. And, again, you just got to give credit. We talked so much about, you know, A.J. Brown and, and uh, you know, what Lamb has done. But if it wasn't for that front offensive line, the holes in if they're creating that defensive line, getting pressure, uh, you know, these guys wouldn't be able to find them holes. I know that, uh, you know, you being a former quarterback at a test, to, to giving credit to your offensive linemen, but these guys have done a great job all year, and they continue to dominate that line of scrimmage. Yeah, I followed Gage Lamb in that idea, making sure that I brought my, my offensive line dinner tonight, man. They uh, they won the battle of the trenches, and the same thing on the defensive line. You know, they, they got pressure on the quarterback all night, upset their time, and their thing was to uh, to come out and run – run their quarterback as much as they could and so little uh little short screen passes and stuff like that and we, we took them out of their game plan early. They weren't uh, they weren't getting anything out of those screens and then we shut down their quarterback uh running the ball. So when they did that, you know, we came back and, and ran the ball and we were getting so much push on the offensive line that they couldn't do anything. We were running the same play over and over and over again and they had no answer for it. And you know when you when you end up running the ball for four hundred and sixty three yards you're you're doing something right and it, it all starts with that offensive line. Just had a couple of notes tonight. You know, A.J. Brown's doing his thing. You know, he had that, that questionable fumble there late, but that's the first time he's put it on the turf all year. Our defensive ends did a really good job. They're in, they're in good position all night in coverage. You know, it's a tough pass to get an outside linebacker on one of their best receivers, and they did a, a really good job getting in the, in the right position. And, uh, you know, you go back and think that Sherryland ran four plays in the third quarter. So it's just, just we took over the second half. Well, we talked about it. We talked about the new segment, keys to victory in the second half. Uh, holding on to the ball, uh, or was it uh, running the clock, running the keep, clock keeping their offense and keeping their offense off the field? Yeah. You know, we, we did uh, have the uh, questionable fumble, but we ended up getting it right back. Uh, you know, Barrett did a nice job of stripping the uh, oh, yeah, running yeah. back, and then we had the interception. So the turnover battle was won by the Wildcats, but uh, just a testament to this defense. This defense has played solid all year. I think um, this may be the most points we've given up with the exception of Kerrville Tyvee. Uh, this defense has only been getting up 10 points per game. Tonight they gave up 21. 
But it's been a great season for the Canada Wildcats as uh, we do have another score coming in. Coach Pleasanton was making his way out, but it is now 66-63 to with 138-150 remaining in the game. Georgetown has taken the lead over Bernie Champion. So I'm sure there will be another update here. 129 points. <laughs> 129 points. It's a video game. Video it's game. Like a, exactly, like a Madden <clears throat> As Coach Adamy uh, still talking it over with his mission players, their season has come to an end. Congratulations to the Sherry Land Rattlers. Their season comes to a close at 7-5. And, five. and uh, the Wildcats will move on to the next round. We don't know who we're playing yet. It'll either be Georgetown or Bernie Champion. All you got to do is keep up with the website. Go check us out at www.catsiradio.com. Or you can follow us at Twitter, uh, Twitter backslash catsiradio. And we'll, as soon as we know who we're playing, we'll let you know. We'll either be at home against Bernie Champion, or be on the road to San Antonio against Georgetown. But the final tonight, Ryan, any words to wrap this up? What you got? Well, I was just thinking about it. How many times do we did we mention Forrest Chris tonight? Maybe once? Forrest Chris had a quiet night. Philip Riley, maybe once? A quiet night. They shut, they shut their, their receivers down. You know, they did a great job. They, did, they really only threw the ball over the middle a couple of times against our linebackers. So they, they were playing shut down defense tonight. And, just the, the running game, you know, we practiced all week about throwing the ball, picking up their blitzes, all that kind of stuff, and we just took them out of their game plan. And when you do that, you're going to be successful running the ball like we did tonight and then playing defense, you know, just setting up those screens early and, and containing the quarterback. Well, you know, you, you talk about the corners. You know, you got to even go take it a little further back. Safety, Kalani Ibarra yeah. and John Gaddis, quiet night tonight, but we heard Duff, Barrett, Ula, uh, Montserrat, Escobar, Broughton on one side, you, you know, Carter Huberdine. I mean, just so many of those Lawrence players. Mann coming in. Lawrence Mann really coming in and putting some big hits and cleaning things up. But, again, just a great job by the defense and an outstanding job by their front line of the Carolina Wildcats. We'll do it again next week, Coach Duke. I'd like to thank you for being a part of the show and, uh, again, working with us. Uh, we'll look for a, a long playoff run, and uh, hopefully uh, soon I can pass it towards uh, to Coach Duke and let him take over the show. Well, <laughs> Let's hope I'm on the field sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be stuck in here the whole time. <laughs> I enjoy it. I enjoy it, but I'd rather be done there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for being with us on a Friday night. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, a safe, and uh, enjoy your family, and have a blessed holiday season. The final tonight, the Carolina Wildcats 42-21. to For our producer, Brian Katana, our statistician, Coach Mike Brotherton, our color commentator, Coach Ryan Duke. I'm Mike Guerrero. The final tonight, Cal Allen, 42 Mission Sherryland Rattlers 21. Have a good night. God bless. We'll do it again next week. Clear. All right, buddy. Thank you much, man. I'll let you know as soon as we know something. I'll uh, shoot an email to uh, to uh, Big Frank. All right, sounds good. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.